Blog Talk Radio. Mozart, 
The love received so far has been so hard. There's a few dudes to run, but they would do as they sharp. Man, they so soft. Don't be thrown off. Maybe so lost. Avoid them at all costs, like raccoons or skunks. But back to the regular scheduled program. The program is sponsored by Seven Heaven. What else in hell can you get an open line to heaven at 11-11? Emerge at the other end of those meditation portals and elevated walk tools. Even some abort tools. Any questions, comments, or concerns, press one. To everyone else, thanks for attending another session. I'm pleased to teach, but it's an honor to learn. Certainly, courtesy of KTL University. Oh, please don't be frightened. I'm terribly sorry about this. You are. Peace, peace, peace to you and yours, peace to you and yours. This is Northern Ledge Radio, and you are now rocking with the best. Yes, indeed, this is your host, Brother Blue Pill, okay? Very soon to be joined by my co-host, Brother Red, right? Any second now, the brother should be showing up. Let me go into the uh, back office and see what's going on. Okay, he is... On his way, he should be here very shortly, family. All right, I'm going to let everyone get themselves situated. Shout out to the chat room. About to send y'all some love right now. Peace to the chat. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Welcome back, everyone, to Know the Ledge Radio. Again, you know, we always say this, and I have to reaffirm it. You know, it feels so good to be back. Definitely feels good to be back with the family. So we uh, definitely want to say welcome back. You know what I'm saying? And um, want everyone to get comfortable. Enjoy yourselves. We're going to have a monumental time tonight. This is a very special episode. Uh, we get a chance to celebrate with the family a... I, I can't even find the words trying to like put this lecture in its proper context. And this lecture I'm talking about is the Blueprint 322 that took place November 29th, 2009. You know, and I'm like really short on words. That was pretty much my first major lecture. You know, that was the first time that I actually sat down and really put my mind towards gathering my notes together. I had done some other things, you know, in people's living rooms and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? But this was the first one that we pretty much build as a uh, an engagement, you know, a, a lecture in a venue that people came to. And, you know, we actually put together some monumental work. And that particular work has created ripple effects that are still reverberating to this very day. You know what I'm saying? And, and we kind of live in a world that has been terraformed by the information that was brought forth, in my honest opinion. I'm saying so we definitely want to commemorate that monumental lecture and we thought it would be befitting to do so on 322 on March 22nd you know what I'm saying so here we are on this monumental date uh Gregorian date nonetheless you know please don't get all uptight but it also commemorates the beginning 
of a new season, a new year for many and most. Okay, we are officially in spring. You know, the festivities have begun. Shout out to all of my fellow Aries out there. Okay, so we are in that particular chapter as well. You know, we are in our Mars energy. I got my red on today. Okay. So, you know, it's a lot to celebrate. You know, we're inaugurating uh, and pushing forward new beginnings and new things because that's where we're at right now. So we definitely want to say thank you for joining us. Thank you for taking time out to join us. Okay. A lot of events are taking place, kicking off this weekend. I want to make some very quick announcements, if I may, family, while I wait my co-host. My co-host. Okay. All right, let me get everything together so I can make these announcements. Of course, we know tomorrow in the beautiful, beautiful state of New York, city of New York, uh, borough of Manhattan, okay, which is commonly referred to as New York City. It's like they disregard the rest of the boroughs and they just talk about money-making Manhattan and they deem that to be New York. But nonetheless, you know, we know what it is. Anyways, our brother, one of tonight's guests, A.A. Rashid, will be one of three presenters and, again, one of those lectures that I can't even put words to. The lecture ain't even go down yet, and it's monumental just because of the pairing of individuals on the bill, okay, and the mind power, how they could put all this mind power on one fly is beyond me, okay? Better yet, put everybody in the building, you know what I'm saying, and, and let all of these brothers do what they expertly do. And this is a Shakina Productions, okay, so that's the feminine energy, Shout out to Sister Hafisa who put this together. All right, so the mother is above this, you know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, sprinkling her blessings on it. And the pairing that she has put together, the trio, is Umar Ben Hassan, the world-renowned civil rights era poet and member of the legendary Last Poets. This is the brother's voice that you hear on niggas. Because they ain't ready for no revolution. That's the brother from The Last Poets, a legend. I grew up on his brother. He inspired me to be a poet myself, okay? Shout out to that brother. Shout out to the legacy and the memory of Gil Scott Heron, another one of my hands-down favorites. Um, shout out to uh, the other Last Poets as well, okay? So, Brother Umar will be alongside A.A. Rashid who will be speaking about the symbol literacy and the Kabbalistic and Sufi meanings of cleansing the heart, right? That's a very, very keen um, lesson, you know what I'm saying, one that I'm undergoing myself as I'm ridding myself of those heavy metals and toxins that we accumulate during these cold winter months when we oftentimes, because of conditions, kind of like become people who we are not, you know what I'm saying? We kind of become Nordic in our character, so... It's very, very necessary that we cleanse our heart, you know what I'm saying? And we do everything necessary to remove those heavy metals and toxins. You know, that could be language. That could be thoughts. You know what I'm saying? That could be all kind of things. That could be intentions. 
That could be guilt, stuff that we're holding on to. So the brother's going to bring it, you know what I mean, only the way that he can. And we know that he's coming from an angle that no one anticipates. All right? Next up, very, very, very special brother, okay, who you heard many times on this program. Couldn't wait for him to get the platform that is needed and necessary for him to um, showcase his brilliance. All right, Brother Oba, okay, Brother Oba will be discussing Yoruba, okay, and he will be exploring the invocation and the true meaning of Ashe, okay, uh, I believe, you know, the brother actually had a show on KTL sometime last year speaking about the spiritual significance importance of the proper use of the word ashe. And that was a monumental show and people, you know, they checked themselves for like a week or two and then they went back to ashe and everything. You know what I'm saying? But that's unfortunately the way things go around here. Nonetheless, the brother is going to be doing his due diligence, okay, to qualify what he knows and understands the proper use of the word and the term I say to be. So that's going down tomorrow, family. Okay, we're talking about a power, power, powerhouse lecture, powerhouse presentation to begin a new year. Okay, for you to center yourself, energy. All right, and it's called exploring the spiritual merit and the power of the word. It's Saturday, March twenty third. Okay, at the Philosophical Society New York. Okay? Not like money, family. Well, guess what? You man and get in. Okay? That's small change. Okay? Two people going to a movie. If you want to be 3D, two people with some power and a soda, you can just do that. That's a half a man. That's $50. 3 p.m. To 8 p.m. Dig. That is located at 130 West 15th Street. Okay. 130 West 6th and 7th Avenues in Manhattan. All right, family. And from what I understand, I also understand that the uh, New Life Expo is in New York City at this particular time. So if the family wants to check out some. Uh, some some cool gems and you know the latest uh products from you know uh you know in, in in the metaphysical health field you know what I'm saying or just if you want to go book shopping because normally they got books that are half price off fifty percent off at this function you know I'm sure Sister Cafonia might be there with her crystal bowls doing her thing. I'm sure that the uh, African Holistic Chapter, they might be in the building. I'm not sure. Shout out to them. Um, shout out to uh, Sister Marie, who does the, 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 the raw food cuisine. I don't know if she's going to be vending, but, uh, you know, I actually had an opportunity to share a booth with her last year at one of the expos. So shout out to her. I hope doing her thing because people definitely be looking forward to her food. When she's at functions Alright um, So that's going down This weekend Not quite sure if anything else Is going down this weekend You know what I'm saying In New York City for that matter 
I do know out here on the West Coast, all right, on the West Coast this Sunday, Ashra Kwesi, all right, the brother, the good brother, Ashra Kwesi will be at the Karaz Center, right? Ashra Kwesi will be in the building at the Karaz Center. Dig what I'm saying? And following that, Ashra Kwesi will be in New York, March 31st, okay, which I believe is uh, next week. You know what I'm saying? If, if, if I'm not, if I ain't wrong, yeah, I believe that's next week. You know what I'm saying? So Ashra Kwesi will be back in New York. I'm almost certain that his wife will be with him. And that is going to be Sunday, March 31st, all right? And um, I believe, yes, this is a King Simon event. Okay, you could go to the Enlightenment Center. That's where it's going to be taking place at, 120 Madison Street, Bedford Avenue, Brooklyn, New York. All right. Advanced donations or offerings at the door is $20, and there's going to be more, you know, at the door. So advanced tickets are 20 It's going to be more at the door. All right. You want to holler at King Simon for that. That's 347 496 but at the Carras Center in beautiful, sunny Los Angeles, Ashra Kwesi will be in the building this Sunday, I'm sure, with his beautiful wife, like I said. And uh, I believe those events probably kick off around 6 p.m. Okay, that's West Coast time. So 6 p.m. is when they do their thing. You know, if you can find your way, if you in L.A. and you want to hear magnificent presentation or if you want to be surrounded by the beauty of you know carbonated family conscious family here in Los Angeles you know what I'm saying and you might want to come down and check that out all right and the crash center is located at 7825 Southwestern Avenue Los Angeles California so be in the building for that that's going to be monumental you know what I'm saying Ashra brings the people out. You'll get a chance of fair sampling of the quote-unquote community. You know what I'm saying? The the beautiful, lovely community that's located in Los Angeles, okay? Because it takes a grand brother such as himself to pull all of those pieces together. The city is spread out. So it's a lot of people doing their thing, but they're on different sides of the town doing their things, and they wait for monumental events such as this to come together. So if you're in the building, you're going to see them as well, all right? So um, shout-out to the brother, Raku. I'm sure that he's going to be in the building. Shout-out to the sisters, Kateria, Asira, uh, Return of the Gods. That's their movement. They got the part two coming up real soon. I'm sure that we're going to be doing something with them on the program as well, all right? Uh, other announcements. Let me see. We got some things we got to talk Again tonight's program, so I'm waiting on Red to show up. He should be here any minute now. In the meantime, uh, let's see. Get some things together. Let me see, let me see, let me see. Hmm. Give me one second, y'all. I'm scrolling through something. 
year. Yes, before I begin, let me make this program. And for tonight's program, we have a special sponsor for tonight's program. You know what I'm saying? This sponsor might book us out for the whole month. We're still in negotiations. We shall see. But here we are. Like I said, the beginning of our new year. Beautiful, beautiful spring. By the way, family, I'm in the desert. I'm in uh, New Mexico right now. I'm still on the road. You know what I'm saying? Today I'm in Santa Fe. I'll be back in Albuquerque tomorrow. You feel me? I'm actually handling some business out here, you know, and um, meeting the beautiful indigenous people of this land, the Pueblo Indians, the Anasazi. Uh, it's, it's just a beautiful place. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot of tumbleweeds and stuff like that. But the... Uh, the architecture is beautiful. The topography is beautiful. You know what I'm saying? Like everywhere that you look, it's just uh, rolling mountains and the sky is blue. You know what I'm saying? It's probably the bluest sky that I ever saw. And at night, you literally feel like you could reach out and touch the stars. Shout out to Freedom for Freedom Freedom from Chains. I don't know if they're still out here, but if anybody has a link or a contact to them, you know what I'm saying? Inbox me or something with it. Because I remember that they was out here as well. And um, I always was like, if I ever get out there, I'm going to come and highlight the peoples. But I know that they're off the grid, so they might be way underground at this point. Or they might be on another continent, because I know that they said they was going to make a move. You know what I'm saying? So shout out to them. Again, if they're still out there, somebody please, you know, shoot me a link. Okay? But tonight's sponsor is Greenleaf Herbs. So the website destination for that is greenleaf-herbs.com and greenleaf-herbs.com in conjunction with Know the Ledge Radio is offering a springtime discount for the family, okay? So normally the family would have to pay $50, half a man for oxyhemo, okay? And what exactly is oxyhemo? Oxyhemo is a blood cleanser, all right? And it provides your blood with organic iron phosphate. All right. Now, the women know the difference because women have to take iron to give them iron pills. And it's iron from an iron ore, which the body can't digest. And it binds a lot of women. Some of them are in pain because of the, the, the you know, their use of that particular iron that they can't assimilate. But this is iron phosphate. Okay. So this is iron from a plant, from a plant source. So it assimilates with the body. It assimilates immediately with the body, okay? And it's balanced with other essential trace minerals such as zinc, potassium, and all of which are necessary nutrients for optimum blood quality and function, okay? So the organic iron phosphate and oxyhemo nourishes and cleanses the blood, which then enables the blood to deliver the necessary substances to the body cells, such as nutrients, enzymes, and oxygen, and then transports waste products away from those same cells. So this is a wonderful, wonderful product if you want to start cleansing the body during this whole renewal process of the spring. Okay, if you want to start cleansing yourself and opening your vessel to the vibrations and the energies that you want to definitely come into contact with during this time of renewal, you want to get your hands on some oxyhemo. You can get it for a half price, okay? Half price is a KTL slash Greenleaf discount going on. All right, so that's $25 a bottle. Please, 
please, if you want to honor this obligation, because the buttons for it are not available on the website, you have to call the sales rep directly, and she will honor the sale, all right? So her name is Nakiba. Nakiba, that's K-N-A-K-E-B-A. The K is silent, the first K for that matter. So her name is Nakiba, and her number is 404 324 6739. That's 404 324 6739. Like I said, that is our beautiful sales rep. This is a one time offer in conjunction with the legend. I think you can get it for half price right now. Cleanse your body, okay? And as you cleanse your body and you cleanse your mind, then the rest shall follow, okay? So check us out, family. That is the offering from tonight's sponsor, greenleaf-herbs.com. And with no further ado, let me go to my co-host, caller from the 347-650. Peace. Peace, peace, peace. Peace to you and yours. Peace to you and yours. Welcome to Know the Ledge Radio. Yes, this is your co-host, the brother Redfield. Pardon me for the tardiness, mm-hmm. but I had to... Uh, I had to upgrade on my technology, man. You know, What's about I had to go ahead. And, yeah, I had to go ahead. I went on a technology shopping spree this week. So I went ahead and had to buy me a phone today. Yesterday, I went and bought my son an Android tablet, uh, young Amir. You know, he uh, he excelled in his academics. You know what I'm saying? He's on his spring break, so we had parent-teacher conference night tonight. And, uh... Yeah, he's doing excellent in every category. You know what I'm saying? So I had to I had to reward the young whippersnapper and uh put a tablet <laughs> in his hand. It's funny because remember we talked about like Atari ColecoVision? We used to reminisce on yo son, remember I had the, the joystick with one button? That's like our, yeah. our childhood memories. They're gonna be like, you know, I had the iPad four at three years old, son, I was like doing I had a hundred apps. Like, I could just imagine what's in store for them in 20 years. Yeah, it's crazy. You know, really they got is. a picture floating around Facebook, and it, it might be one of the most hilarious ones that I've seen in a minute outside of the, uh, the one with the African baby. This one, it got, it, got, it got a little kid from the hood, and he got that look, that what you talking about with us look. And he's like, yeah. What game is your phone got on it? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that that um yeah you know they hardwire for that technology something serious man and they know about them phones. I'm saying they know all about them phones. So definitely shout out to Young Amir doing his thing, excelling or what have you, setting the example. Okay, shout out to his parents for putting in that work. You know what I'm saying? Keeping him abreast. Red, you still with us? You. Okay. Wait for him to 
tune back in. Oftentimes, that's what's going on with these smartphones. Again, family, uh, you can find us on Twitter on the KTL Radio. You can find us on Facebook on the Know the Ledge TV. You also can share the link for this program either on your Twitter or your Instagram or your Facebook. You can change your profile pic and use the, uh, you know, the show flyer. You can share it. You can tweet it. You can text message it. You know what I'm saying? You can knock on somebody's window and let them know we're in the building. Do it up. You can roll your windows down and turn your system up. You know what I'm saying? You can put KTL on surround sound. Whatever that you need to do to get the word out, feel free. You know what I'm saying? And we uh, definitely salute and applaud you for your help or your participation for that matter. Okay? Because this is your program as well. So his line dropped him away from the call back in. You dig? All right. I feel like I'm leaving something out. I know it's something else I need to share with the family before we start tonight's program. But uh, I'm sure it's all going to come to me in the midst of uh, working these tables. All right. Again, shout out to the chat. There you go. Call up from the three four seven base. Yeah, man. Pardon me. These phones is wild tricky. I put it on mute, but I couldn't find the unmute button. Damn Android. But uh, yeah, we yeah. back in the building. It'll take you a minute to learn it. You know what I'm saying? You might want to ask your seed though. He probably know it better than you do. Yeah. Just gonna ask. Him. When I need to find out about a phone, yeah, I ask the youngins. Whatever youngin is around me. And if they don't oh. know, you know. Oh, yeah. You find yeah, out quick. IPhone game is, yeah, his iPhone game is nothing to play with, you know. Uh-huh. He was doing stuff on my yeah. BlackBerry that I didn't even know existed before. Yeah, they be hitting them buttons. You know what I'm saying? They, be, they know how to swing content all around. Yeah. So, you know, we at the 930 mark. You know, you, you checked in kind of late. I made... The announcements that uh that I know of, you know what I'm saying? I don't know if you have anything additional that you might want to announce. I mean, um, I want yeah. I wanted to have a brief talk with the family about some events that have been continuing to transpire. And those events that I'm talking about is some of the uh these outbursts that we are witnessing, you know what I'm saying, with the callers and some of the guests. Feel me? Now, okay. you know, when it comes been to... been hearing a lot about this. Yeah. When it comes to grown men arguing or warmongering or beefing and um, bitching, that's not what people tune into Know the Ledge to experience. Okay? Now, there's a million-plus shows that have been already played. Yeah, I said it, a million. and changed in counting. And the people that they they never showed up for those reasons, and we made oh, sure on. we hit the mark. We hit the mark, brother man. I don't want to pull the cat out of the bag, but yeah, we at the million. We at the million dollar mark. 
You know, we could talk okay. about that later. That's something else we're going to have to deal with. Okay. Okay. No. There's other programs that proliferate the block talk hemisphere where people are, you know, feel free if you want to go ahead and... Are you screaming at each other? Yeah, if you want to listen to people bitch about other people when they're not there, you know, you want to hear victims, you want to hear rumors, you want to hear blatant outlandish uh, exaggerations of the truth. Yeah, there's a whole lot of people to tune in if you want to hear that. But this is not what that platform is about. And I take have to take responsibility of for this situation because for some reason it keeps happening on my watch. Now I'm feeling like Macaulay Culkin at home alone. <laughs> Every time I'm at home, you niggas come in here and want to break something. That's not acceptable. <laughs> now, I've received emails after the show on Tuesday from the participants, the guests as well as... You know, I mean, the callers as well as some of the guests expressing their apology and saying that they didn't mean for things to get out of hand. And, you know, I responded and wrote them back, and I appreciate that. And, um, you know, I just want to say that, listen, family, it's all gravy. Like, sometimes I hear information that I'm not 100%, you know, solid with. But what I do because I'm a respectful human being and I know that I'm on a platform where thousands of people are tuning in worldwide of all creeds, colors, and backgrounds and and things of that nature. So I know that I have to keep a certain kind of rapport with myself, regardless of some of the profanity that may be used on the show and things of that nature. Yeah, you know, we'll write that. We'll charge that to the game. But it's not done in in a way to harm anybody. So... If people have a disagreement with the information, there's two things that you could do. One, you could go and study more. If you're not 100% with what you're hearing, that's why you have the art of discernment. Take the information. They built this thing, this billion-dollar empire called Google. Feel me? You start there. Then you go other places on the web or the library or you go talk to your elders or you refer back to your library of uh DVDs and your favorite teachers, and you cross-reference and cross-check that information. But if you feel that, you know, you have something to add on that one of the guests may not have added on, then do it in a respectful way. Just call up the phone, you open up the line, and you share your information. It's as simple as that. This is not war of the wits. You know what I'm saying? You don't get no points for that. Not what we doing here, you know. So I just wanted to uh, address that situation, you know, because people don't understand that stuff could trickle. It, it, it you you leave that with people, you leave that energy. You may come on, want to get crunk, start cursing and arguing, things like that. That might affect me. That might affect Blue, or they might, that might affect somebody in the household, or that might affect the child that's listening. Or something. Got to keep that in mind. It's not that serious at the end of the day. Like, this is just information. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, you know, for some people, because it's information, it is that serious, and they do have their seeds listening, and, you know, they don't want to feed their seeds 
you know, this, that, and the other, which is understandable. My whole thing is this. Because of the block talk sphere, you know, when we had stuff like we was getting VHSs and DVDs, let's say you get a Valentine VHS, you're going to look at it 10 or 15 times. You feel me? Even if you were in an audience and you hit them with a question that's spontaneous, you know, it's, it's just something that pertains to whatever's being said. You want to either get more clarity or you want to you want him to um, re-engage a particular point. You know what I'm saying? But you take the homework home and you actually do the homework. So it would be like six months to pass until you see Valentine again. And then you will have formulated questions for him that you're able to ask now that's a little bit more, you know, tactful in regards to how you approach it, even if it's something that might be um, slanted in in, in a disagreeable, uh, you know, it might be something that's disagreeable, but you still should employ a certain level of tact. And I think that that's what comes with time, when people have enough time to evaluate what's being said. But with this blog talk thing, it's like bang, bang, shoot them. You know what I'm saying? People is doing drive-bys because, you know, people are jumping on a platform and they're utilizing two hours. And, and, and you know, some people feel like they're using that time to spend people. Cause they dropping a lot of information and they out of there, boom. And some of that information, you feel me, can like refragment or recategorize how someone sees themselves, the world. You know what I'm saying? The women that they land right next to. So it's heavy information. You know what I mean? And it, it could really touch somebody in a certain way. I'm just saying, family, use the art of discernment. Take the information and do the knowledge. You feel me? Do the knowledge. Take that information and break it down. Right? Like the elders or like the um the OGs would say, break it down to the very last compound. You know what I'm saying? So take that information and you break it down. And, you know, you let it reconfigure and recalibrate inside of you or what have you. And then you move with that. You know what I mean? But calling up and getting into shouting matches and all of that, like that gotta stop. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's all of that is unnecessary. You feel me? Or guests is coming on and saying that no one can challenge the information and when the information is challenged, then they get emotional. That got to stop. So we'll take it how you want it, but that's what it is. All right, right. Yeah, it's damn smartphone ain't that smart. So I'm waiting for him to get it together. That jack he got. Yo. I I see tonight's guest is in the building, so. Red checks back in. We're going to get the episode underway. Again, family. Let's off by reading the description. Tonight's episode is Blueprint. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah, you know how to use your unmute button now? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) 
I'm taking shots. I'm taking shots. I'm not doing it. Take as many shots as you can, bro. I'll be smaller in about a week. Yeah. All right. Go ahead and read the description. Blueprint 322 Redux. Okay. And let me just let me just define that for the family because you know not everybody knows what Redux means, and I want the family to be, you know, what I'm saying versing what these terms mean, you know, so you can teach the little ones. So Redux means to to bring something back. Right to be brought back, a resurgence. Okay, so a redux is a resurgence. So we are bringing back, or we are resurging, Blueprint three twenty two, which was a monumental lecture. Okay, it took place November twenty ninth, two thousand and nine. So join the no join no the radios. We hop into the DeLorean and rewind the hands of time. We will take a trip back to the winter of 09 and revisit a monumental lecture that took place in Bed-Stuy, Brooklyn. Fulton Avenue played host to the legendary Blueprint 322 lecture, which set an unprecedented amount of precedence. We will discuss at length what has unfolded since that lecture and where the state of hip-hop has morphed to at this particular point. All right? Everyone who was present at the original lecture will not be present on tonight's program. So we do have three of the participants of that lecture in the building at this particular time. So tonight's program will feature The Pillars and Brother A.A. Rashid. So with no further ado, call her from the 310-689-PACE. Peace, family. What's good with it? We in the building. No question. What's good with you? Man, I'm blessed and highly favored. There you go. Yeah, man. I'm Welcome just sitting you. here. I'm sitting here looking at my outfit for tomorrow. You know, I'm putting that bow tie on and that white shirt, and I'm never coming yeah. back. Yeah, I'm not playing with these. Yeah, I'm not finna be having the argument. That's how I, I say, you know what? I'm very responsible uh, intro that y'all did for this show because your show is very, uh, your show is very uh, sacred, you know? And and in the, in the future, I don't know if they have the capacity to understand presently. Some people do. The people who donate and and give whatever they do to know the ledge are the ones who really honor and respect it. But you brothers have been putting in some serious work from the door. And, you know, you must maintain the sacredness of your show and make it a platform for um for for, for good socialization, especially in light of the fact that everybody knows how to have strife. You know, it takes skillful uh uh uh, uh it takes skillfulness and one who honors, you know, the human experience and has some experience to get into wisdom talk. You know what I'm saying? Speaking about wisdom as a, as opposed to um, speaking about uh, uh, factoids, because facts are, in a sense, essentially at the end of the day, merely theories. 
we are here trying to give uh, wisdom, and wisdom is garnered from experiences. You know what I'm saying? And I think the uh, the people, I think the people in the audience, they know the difference between as you as, as the red pill always offers us. They know the difference between the dirty glass of water and the clean glass. Yeah, it's really it's you know. And at the end of the day, you know, everybody serves a purpose. You know what I'm saying? But uh, you know, close on that note and talk about some greater things that anything that causes argument amongst the people should be avoided. You heard? Including including anything that creates a further separation amongst them. So our people are already divided. So who who the hell thought of the wise idea to now create a new division? Let's divide each other on the food we eat. Let's divide each other on the on what part of Africa I think you should be on in your consciousness. Let's divide each other on how light skin and dark skin this is or, you know, this you know, that, that group or this group. So anyone who offers decisiveness is not speaking the, the, the divine words of the ancestors, which is a wisdom talk. Wisdom talk brings a heels hearts and it brings and cleaves people together. You understand? And it makes the real people who really matter shine. So I love everybody. I love everybody that does the work. And I don't care if you eat five guys, cheeseburgers. I don't care if you eat soy, if that's what it takes for you and your human experience to shine as you shine, then it is what it is. But all of that talk about, uh, you know, because it is already proven that a well-sound diet does not preclude you having character and great character. You heard? There are some people who unfortunately are going to live longer than our brothers and sisters who don't eat good, but they are awful bastards, and they're going to live a long time because they eat good, but they have no character. You heard? So eating carrots and eating broccoli and vegetables and non-hybrid foods don't make you a real person. You heard? And eating really, you know, other stuff, it, it won't, it, and eating stuff that's supposed to be bad for you, you heard, it won't make you no more spiritual. So, you know, out of the convenient Africanism, there is no culture that, um, you know, that, 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 that goes that hard in a convenient, you know, convenient truce as we do. You know what I'm saying? But uh, back to this 322 thing, man, this is a beautiful show, and I'm telling you, I'm going to explain because I think the appropriate people, shout out to Brother Black Dot and the other, you know, people who were instrumental in bringing the 322 piece together. However, I'm going to tell you something. Blueprint 322, and the reason why I call the Blueprint 322 is simply because I had a conversation with the blue pill, you heard? And I said, how, you know, how auspicious is it? And then at the very same time that this happened, I believe our sister, uh, Erica Badu, uh, had a video where she reenacted the uh, the assassination of JFK. And JFK played uh, much into the dialogue that myself and the blue pill were having and um we and me and blue was like well this is the best time now to show our unity and bring in the red pill 
and brand ourselves as, in particular, um, Red as a legitimized speaker because that was, in my opinion, uh, Red's first formal introduction as a speaker. He uh, he smoked the entire event. You heard he went all the way in, not discounting any of the stuff that the other speakers spoke about, but. Um, I honestly, in my opinion, feel that my presentation on 322 was perhaps the worst presentation I ever had, ever. And the reason why is because it takes me about 45 minutes just to get warmer, you're warm. And I was really in a critical space in my personal life and making, you know, some transitions and in, in where I was at and, and how I was doing my business and delegating affairs and a lot was going on, and we got kicked out the space early. We had a very um, modest crowd. It wasn't really a lot of people there, and we also had some negative energy in the crowd as well, people uh, surrounding events saying that what we were talking about really wasn't relevant, you heard, in retrospect to what they think consciousness is about. We had to kind of like uh, carve a way into – um into the uh into the into the community to show that the young people are having a dialogue that's just as important as the elders and their dialogue about all of the deep sciences and the and the and the and the, and the uh, metaphysics we were like we have a metaphysical language that we speak about especially when we get around brothers like black dot uh, um and, and we express and even um when we did the uh the metaphysical currency when we did that with uh with 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 the home team and shit, that was a legendary joint where we were setting the stage for what a metaphysical dialogue about hip hop would entail. So at the same time, we had um, me and Dot also. We were coming off of this too, uh, an event that happened in Harlem that it never happened again. It was called the Odd. What was not? What was it? Not Odd Future. We was like Odd Future kind of like took the theme or the name for it, but I forgot Obsolete Future. Obsolete Future. Future. Right. There in Harlem and 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 Obsolete Future, we um we saw that it was we had a nice eclectic vibe that night. We had a lecture, we had hip hop performances, we had a sister that that got up there and sang a beautiful song with her guitar, acoustic guitar, and it was poetry. We had the sister. Um, oh man, that was one of the most historical and artistic um, contributions was, to the entire community, bro. That was that classic. was spiritual. That was it spiritual. Was super spiritual. It was like our own. It was our generation's like little powwow that night, and it was the sisters was there. Uh, shout out to them, and you know it was a beautiful thing. And then we. Our Blueprint 322 also came at the same time where we were acclimating ourselves to Apple products as well as their services. So it took, I kind of rushed the production of it. If anyone has the original disc, the original disc had like long periods where I was just showing images and playing music. And the reason why is because I was like really emotional at the at the point I was a fucking vegan, you heard? I was a vegan. <laughs> I was emotional as fuck, you heard? You know what I'm saying? And I was like, yo, um, 
I had all of this information that I had garnered from um from what you call it, uh, from all of my studies in regards to Kubrick and to what was going on at the time. At the time Drake had a video uh, with, with uh, and this is the in the beginning of Drake's career. This is like his. Well, this is perhaps his biggest video because Kanye West is the one who directed the video, and yeah. I was pointing out in the presentation, or what I was intending to point out in the presentation was that Kanye was drawing from the work of Stanley Kubrick, and even his whole beer motif of of the mascot was coming from the sexualized motif that Kubrick left in the movie Shining <clears throat> of someone wearing a bear suit performing fellatio on an adult. So and, uh, I found that there were instances in Drake's video that were, they were propitious and, 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 and concentrated shots of women's, you know, asses and and key words that were going to the sexualized nature of the images. So I said, well, this is a visual, visceral type of magic that is now being fully accepted and inserted into the hip-hop strata overtly. So we also had some footage of the um, one of the World Music Award events, which I never even knew existed until that period, in, in that time period when we did the, the lecture in my study. And I found in one of the presentations, Kanye was the winner of the World Music Award. But if you go Google it and look for it, you can find very little or no ephemera and or information that qualifies what I'm saying, but he was the winner of, I think, the World Hip Hop Award of some nature. But they had a Caucasian Euro European uh, actress slash model present him with the award, and it was done according to a ritual. She had said that she is the 496th presenter ever in the history of that award ceremony. And that's a number that flew over the millions of people who watched it and who were privy to it, but it did not fly over the heads of those who were privy to my work when I told people that the third perfect number in the universe is the number 496, as well as the numeric equivalent of the word Malkuth. So I was trying to relay in those long periods of this music and images that there was a deep connection between the fact that they used the number 496 coupled with Kanye West, and it was seemingly a ritual of sorts where they were showing you that he actually won because of his name, and they were poising him for some type of impending uh, I would say sacrifice, and I want and I want to say sacrifice in this context. And this is wisdom talk. When you die, the earth will not miss you. You heard. All ancient spiritual practices are predicated on sacrifice. All of the world's religions are watered down versions of Congo traditions. You understand? So those traditions. I know this is going to hurt the convenient Africans and the people who think salvation is coming on a flying saucer, salvation comes as a result of sacrifice. And there is no other key to this door. There's only one key, 
and there's only one door. And I don't know, you know, you can be as polite as you like in your etiquette and communicating, but the universe and the earth and the world and material reality is not predicated on your feelings or how you feel about letting go of something. You understand? So sacrifice is a crucial component of even the Western world, which makes and postures itself as being Christian in its very center and its very central piece of that motif that the hero of the story must die. So now I'm bringing this all to say that the word Malkuth, which equals 496, also equals the word kingdom. And I feel sorry for anyone who has not risen to the, the the wisdom to understand that it is not about being a king. The only time you will want to be a king is when you're writing the story. Because if you were in my story and I make you the king, in order for my story to be a good story, I'm killing your ass in the story. Because it opens the way for another person to come and sit in your steed, and that is where the real one comes. You understand? At, see, Anybody that wants the, the throne must accept the knife at the throat, you understand, in the spiritual motif and how the story plays out on the myth world. Because there is only one star per stage when you speak about kings, but if there's one star per stage, we know that at the end of the story, all stars must die to create other stars, you understand? So this is a, this is a, this is a significant... This is a, and, and and this is tying into the conversation that you and I blew were having for the longest, where we were trying to figure out why would they put a Leo in in the seat of the Oval Office, the Oval Office being the Akashic egg, the Akashic egg meaning the primal substance of the universe, rest in peace to Aaliyah, and put him in the Oval Office so that he can sit there and in in essence, live out the same ritual that they applied to JFK. Now, people who may not know this, the original date for three for Blueprint three twenty two was the day that um, uh, Kennedy met his demise. And also, uh, I believe Alistair Crowley died on the same day as Kennedy, and that's something that people don't draw a connection to. If I'm mistaken, um, is this a few? types away, Google is away. I know we got some Google scholars. They can correct me. But I believe they died on the same day. However, I do want to add this, that that his dying was a hermetic principle called the killing of the king. And, and the social motif that first you must insert into the populace images of the king for them to love him. And he was one of the most loved presidents and human beings of his period. He was very outspoken. He was um, about maybe, what, 10 or 15 years out of being a nigger, according to paperwork, because niggers were also encompassed within the Irish uh, group of people as well. And right. they they were creating the whole all of the motifs around him as being a dynasty of sorts or a sense of a monarchy. So they are 
unequivocally today considered American royalty. They are just the same equivalent of the king and queen of England. The Kennedys are here. So they call it the killing of the king ritual, where they get everyone to love the king and bow down to the king. And those are the kings that always get clipped by the end of the story because you can kill and destroy the um the, the the reserve within the populace of people by one killing of one individual you understand so they did the same ritual with our brother MLK you heard Martin Luther King you understand and then they killed another uh gentleman whose name was Harvey Milk who was a uh, gay congressman so it was a MLK means Melek. Melek means king. Then they also killed another king. His name was El Haj Melik. You heard? So I was when you had you and your brother had started putting it into the psychology of the populace that it's all right to wear gods on the T shirt, by the time it got over to California in the hands of uh 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 Kanye stylist who put it in their psychology, and, and, and it's the same person who who was Kanye Stylus is the same person that put the pyramid ring on uh, Little Sean, and now everybody's wearing pyramid rings. A bunch of ignorant niggas now have pyramid r- rings, and everybody is wearing Egypt and all of this stuff. When y'all first brought it out and made it cool to do that, now they, y'all, Little Sean, Big Sean, Little Sean, whatever the nigga name is. What's his name? Big Sean. Yeah. Ass, 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 that nigga. Big Sean. The little nigga, right. Yeah. Now, when y'all put that in there, you also inserted it into the populace, and it got to Kanye and them that now these rappers, y'all are kings. You heard? And I seen that they was posturing homie for that kinging, the kinging, because uh, Kanye is a icon. You heard living icon. If when 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 the ancestors take his his essence back, and he's on the other side, they're going to iconographically make him the face of this period and the face of. Um, he's the one that made it cool to be a god when he put Heru on that chain, and they did that that awesome video. You know that twenty first century. You know, that power, power. no yeah. one man should have all that power. That is, that's y'all. That's our discussions. That's y'all putting that into uh, popular culture. I... His line just dropped. He'll be calling right back in. Red, you want to add on? Red. Oh, he's still trying to learn his phone. Can you hear me? Relax yourself. Yeah. I said, get that man his ball. Yeah, let me open the man line back up so he can finish. I'll give him the ball when he finished. Call it from the 310. Peace. Son, son, y'all put it into the psychology of people that it's all right to be a king. So I felt like they was getting little bro ready for the inevitable of what they think is going to happen. they always getting ready for your end period, iconographically. I saw the Daily News do it with Little Wayne the other day. They put a red sticker under the word 
little it said little Wayne death and then it was a red sticker hiding the word uh rumor you heard so they, you wow. know, they saw they saw more papers than they had in a long time because they are unapologetic about the concept that when something dies and it transcends the physical world that in perpetuity it gains more repute on the spirit realm they yeah. they they not taking it personal. Obi Wan Kenobi when he got with Darth Vader, Obi Wan is way nicer than Darth Vader. Obi Wan taught Darth Vader how to fight. You heard? So Obi Wan was trying to still teach Darth Vader at the final hour the greatest lesson. He said, "If you kill me, I'm gonna get stronger." You heard? And then that's what he did. He became an ancestor for Luke and was Luke's guide on the spirit realm because the work still has to get done. You understand? So the reason why the African psychology was always to venerate the dead is because the dead are intercessors for you on the other world. They in the other realm holding you down. And they know that they they know that that you can't you you, you you know, we talk about people dying, Illuminati sacrifices and all of that stuff. Listen, let me tell you something. No matter how I die, you better make it into the biggest myth ever. You heard? If I got hit by a car, you better say it was I got hit by a drone, nigga. You understand? To add the iconography to... In the, in, the, in the import of such a soul as ours and mine and yours and ours, and we have to set up candles and reminders. You know what I'm saying? I channel like today. Let me tell you something. I got a just I got a call from my little brother. He calls me and he's on the phone and he's crying. This is my baby brother Jelani, and I'm like, "What's good? What the fuck happened?" And he just came from the young brother's funeral in in um, Flatbush. You understand, little Kimani, and they call him Kiki. Now Kiki is very, is highly respected and of high repute in his community. And if something happened to, to um uh, regular people or so, or the police shoot, you know, just any person, it don't be that type of response like it was when they killed one of our soldiers that's of high repute. So they killed the little brother, but the brothers in Flatbush wasn't playing. They they tore it down. It was a mini L.A. You heard for a day or two. And they, it was something that they isolated out of the newspaper, but the police got a chance to see what the fuck will happen if they don't utilize a certain type of uh, um, uh, interfacing with our young brothers in the community. And their consciousness, I said this on another show, that their consciousness, I think it was on Sinetta's couch with me and uh, Red when we was up there, that the, the Freemasonry for the youth are their gangs. You understand? And the, and the little brother was uh, known to be, and they're saying a secret. I'm not shitting on him. The news said it. The news is really trying to go in and make him seem like a bad person. But it's known that the little brother was in our nation. Now, the nation, when you go to the Chicago and you say the word nation, nation means something different than what it means when you around a bunch of, um, you know, uh, um, you know, vegetable-eating-ass bean soup scientist niggas that think they <laughs> smart. 
You get around. Go to Shot Town and talk about the nation, and the nation mean a street movement. You understand? And you ain't yeah. you ain't finna pull no stunt on nobody in the nation. So I love the Crips. I love the Bloods. I love the anthropological extension of consciousness, no matter where it expresses itself. So when the little homies you heard got wind that they that their comrade was falling. They did the most apropos response was to tit shut the shit down over there and set a precedence where now the pigs is a little bit more wary about stopping drops and, and pulling out pistols and jumping on the little brothers. They say, listen, these niggas are going to shut it down. You understand? And this is not the response that you're getting from every situation when brothers get killed. They didn't do that when Trayvon got killed. You understand? Nope. They, it, what, they they ain't turn it the fuck up. You understand? They didn't do it. You you feel me? And I'm telling you, you know, uh, shout out to those brothers and sisters who are in law enforcement or family on the radio whose family is law enforcement. You want your law enforcement family to come home at the end of the night. You heard? We're not going to tell one side of the story and not tell the other side. I want my little brothers that... If you got a little cousin or little brother that you know is in the street, you need to give them the game on how if you're going to be moving with biscuits in them streets, you better learn etiquettes on how to move. Even if you don't have a gun, I know in New York, me, from being all through the shit I've been through and seeing what New York has now become, I feel like I'm on, I'm in trouble every time I come out the house because I, I, I just start thinking about all the shit that we used to do when we was kids. When I was little, they would not be having all of these iPads and iPhones and all of this fly shit and all these niggas got gold chains. I was when I was little, I'm taking it. Your fake chain, your real chain, you heard? We we beating your ass. We beating you up first, robbing you, then we beating your ass out the robbery. You heard? You remember how we used to do. You know what I'm saying? We just fucking you up for nothing. You know, we niggas were sociopaths. You know what I'm saying? For no reason. In fact, I think I'm the one invented that. Well, I mean, you trick. I was like, yo, let's stop just beating people up, nigga. We have to rob them, too. You understand? <laughs> Y'all are bugging just beating yeah. them up. You know what I mean? So, we created boom. an entire economic social system. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. And no, we was all... no imperative for none. It's yeah. like, get money, nigga. Exactly. Exactly. So um, my my point in all of this is that we got to teach the the little brothers that there is etiquette in the street and it ain't what you do is how you do it. Because when I was in the can and you see the pictures of the OGs, you might get an elder. That's what took me so long to call, in fact, too, because I was on the telephone with one of my, my big, big homies, my brother Salaldeen uh, Bay. Uh, 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 Morris Science Temple of America Grand Shake that was in, in, incarcerated with me that gave me mad game about what I deal with now. He even told me, he used to tell me, yo, um, you you were definitely going to outshine the rest because I told him one night, I said, man, I was up to four in the morning trying to figure out one number. And he was like, you just opened up your entire mind to receive the infinite potential of what God has to offer when we go and do training of the mind like that. And that's essentially what Kabbalah is. But I was on the phone with him just now, you know, and I'm going to tell you, when they show you pictures of the OGs from back in the day, 
they wasn't walking around with their pants hanging off their ass, and I'm not shitting. You know, that's the kids' culture. That's what they do. That's not my job to, to make niggas pick their pants with the world or make you pick your pants up one way or another. You know what I'm saying? When you get in that casket, nigga, they're going to have your pants all the way up, up on your waist. So you might as well start now. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like this. You know, you know the, 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 the youth got to start getting rid of that felony look. You understand what I'm saying? You know, we got to dress up, man, you know, where nobody can figure out what you're doing or how you're moving. You understand? And But shout out to our little brother, uh, Kimani. You know, may the ancestors accept his soul and honor his experience and his struggle and all the young brothers who have fallen in in, in the recent times and then in the future. Because don't think that death has a, um takes a break or a day off. It damn sure don't. You know, we just hope that people understand that what we're doing, in particular, that blueprint, I'm going to tell you something, the 322, it increased my popularity among a younger group of people. Even though I wasn't satisfied with my presentation, uh, my part, because I was facilitating the event, and as well, we were informed at the height of, of it that we had to leave the building. Because we had exhausted our, um, you know, our agreement there monetarily. You know what I'm saying? But it was, um, it was a wonderful experience for me as well. And the highlight of it really was to see the red pill. You know, me and you, Blue, we've been behind the scenes. Um, I'm talking about before I even got home. I remember when you and 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 the homie came to see me in Shawanga. You know what I'm saying? And we were sitting up talking. When you first introduced me to Reverend Valentine, you told me that nigga had a 99-degree mason. I fell out. He was like, he is so deep. He is a 99-degree mason, nigga. And you said it with a serious face. You heard? And I was like, what? I was like, that's me, nigga. We smart. And then when I went to the other joint and see, you know, my man had it in the Frontline magazine. Shout out to Marcus Klein from, from Chicago. I got I got conscious via uh, one of my avenues to getting conscious of Reverend Valentine was also uh, through my man Piankai Kush who lives in uh, Flatbush. He's a Flatbush native and he was a, a strong mind in the consciousness movement in the prisons. And you know this is a brother that's serving twenty five to life, but he is a man's man. You know he's still taking care of. You know, don't ask me how they do it, but he's still taking care of a wife and his seed from the can. So it's some, it's some, it, you know, when you have character, you can do anything. You understand? And when you have wise communication and you're not posturing or tricking the people with facts, you know, facts are foolish and mean nothing. Africans never needed facts. You understand? Africans ain't even need books, my nigga, to make the pyramids. They didn't need books. Books are some post shit that happened when the people got dumb. You understand? So anybody that postures that facts and proof and all that shit means something, it doesn't mean anything. Wisdom talk speaks from the center of one's intent. What your intentions are creates the uh, the circumference of your experience, which becomes your destiny. You understand? So this is generally what I'm going to give in, give up tomorrow. You know, I got also a special musical guest. You better put your finger by the bomb, nigga. Put that finger by the bomb. 
You heard? I'm about to tell you some shit right now. Who is going to be in the building tomorrow to set the tone? You heard? I got I got none other than the legendary Wisdom Say. No, not Ruby Say Lie, nigga. You heard? Okay. You understand? I'm glad I'm glad you made mention of it, you know what I'm saying? Because I wanted to mention it. I was waiting for Red to get in the building, you know, but we got to acknowledge the fact that the sister got her album out. That's a major, major announcement that we have to make. She dropped yes. the magnum open. Yes. And the family has to support an artist of this caliber. Let me just get yes. into a segment. Let me just give her 60 seconds real quick. To give a hand, how my fam Jeff West just finessed another jam. Oh, damn, I forgot to tell you who I am. I'm that nappy AK 47, never jam. Blam, words ricochet and kitchen man. Made him do that funny dance like a Christian going ham. I tried to warn him in advance that they didn't stand a chance, but his people got him gassed. What a sad circumstance. I damn, yo, River Nile flow. Speak lioness with that Lero like glow. On the low to the dumb, deaf and blind, cause they slow. Anything ever heard or seen here, they'll never know. No, I don't really carry spare chains. Just 12 heavy jewels and the rubies in my name. It's a shame that you lame, even thought it was your lane. Now I need to explain. You gon' get this work. To hit him with that kick in the dough, wave him a fofo. Jesus. Yes, indeed. Shout out to Nairobi Sela. K fan, I'm gonna drop the link in the chat. So you could go online and get that uh, that digital download. You know what I'm saying? Pump it in your system. For real. Ruby, yo, Ruby is super nice. Ruby, when I see Ruby spitting freestyle that night, when you put it up, I said, I don't even want to rap no more. You heard? It's a waste of time. <laughs> She's a legend. You heard? A legend. whole legend. Like, seriously. And I love how she is clear. Her, her femininity is, is intact while she going intact. in. Intact, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I ain't about to be like, damn. Damn, son. You sound like a nigga, son. Good? Nah. You yeah, she ain't got that Remy in her. You know, yeah. her shit is just... And it's a throwback. You don't hear hip-hop like that. She got that boom back. And also, please, man, I got to stand up and salute my brother Pat Poos, who will be dropping his album, Long Awaited. Not Serena Dream. Not Dream this Tuesday. I played that... Uh, I dropped that, that, that link on my, on my Facebook for the Alphabet Slaughter. Part two, the Z to A, he did it backwards. See? Kill me, son. See? Yeah. See, I be telling Definitely. people, though, that culturally, that, that style of rap, man, though, you know why people don't, don't, for me, don't really know that style of rap? 
his style of rap is really, and I'm not denigrating it or making it. I'm just, I'm showing you the anthropology of it. That's penitentiary rap. You heard? That's yeah. concept rap that you only see cats in the joint that have enough time yeah. and the ability to think that shit out to make a rap where you every word. Because alphabetical slaughter, the first one, is classic. I never hear that type of rap in the street, but the, the type of rappers are in the can. The geniuses, you know what I'm saying, dudes that got life. Like, they got a group. They have a rap group, nigga, in jail. One of them is home now. His name is Waz. You heard? You can ask Chewy about Waz. Waz is one of the nicest human beings on the planet, nigga. Waz was with a group called 7-Up, you heard, that was super nice. It was Hakeem, Waz, and this brother named Raheem, you heard? These niggas are the nicest human beings ever, you heard? They was like the conscious locks, nigga. You hear me? And <laughs> Waz was making beats in the joint on because they let you have um, keyboards. You understand what I'm saying? Uh, like, these dudes do concerts, my nigga. You feel me? You know what I'm saying? But it's all in Waz's blood. Waz from the Bronx anyway, and his cousin is Funkmaster Flex. So it makes sense. But this is a dude that did 22-some years. You feel me? They took him off the street when he was a baby, and they let you go when you're a grown man. So, you, you know, you just got to socialize within that environment. It can only do one or two things. It could break you or it can make you into a, a, a super dominant, a legend like myself. You understand what I'm talking about? Talk about it. You know what I'm saying? So shout out to that whole movement. I mean, you already know the big homie Bogard, you know, that's that's why we got certain artists that can ask right now, it's from the instruction of homie. You got certain artists, I'm not to put our people business on the street, but it costs two hundred and fifty thousand dollars just to bring these dudes in an arena. You understand, per show. It comes from that discipline and these dialogues of spinning the yard with the real G's. That's why I'm like, man, the whole Blueprint 322 was showing people this is not a gimmick. This is not a game, you heard? Um, we we authorized and validated and made ourselves a brand as spokespeople for the youth, whether they want a spokesperson or not or understand the need for one. We were the ones there that not sitting on the Christian side exposing everything. Anybody that exposes something is a Christian. You heard anybody that's wondering what you're doing with your penis and your and your and your, <laughs> and your vagina. You heard more so on what the fuck they're doing or how they're paying their bills or feeding their children is a Christian and they should stop fronting and just go to church because Christians are preoccupied with <laughs> Christians are preoccupied with people's genitals and what they do with their genitals. And that, is, that has always been the Christian preoccupation, which Red has that shown is. us how they tortured people. You know what I'm saying? They was enacting fake confessions. That comes out of the Inquisition. Yeah, exactly. It comes from that comes the directly out of that seven to eight hundred year Inquisition, where the Christians were primarily used as the snitches. They were used as the ones who were spying. They were the ones who created the rumor mills. They were the ones, I'm not to say that they were the first ones to, to do that, but they perfected the art of gossiping, rumors, 
and other things of that nature, snitching, okay? So when, when, when you know, the lady from the first floor is always minding her goddamn business and want to know about what everybody's doing, yeah, she's a yeah. not snitch. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and the thing about it is this. understanding of its sexual nature exists. Now, you traumatize people for several centuries about sexuality, it will do nothing else but spawn and create dysfunctional sexuality. You heard? So it, it has no other choice but to create an indulgence of such. So what, we, what, what we're talking about tomorrow, myself, Brother Oba, and, and, and Brother Umar, we're speaking about the power of words. And to tie it into tonight's show, uh, all the work that we do, in particular your show, the, the lectures that we've done, as you just did an awesome lecture uh, out of town, read the uh, lectures that your brother has done. All we're trying to do is create a language for people to speak and communicate high-end truths, but speak it in a language that's not beyond the psychology or the ability for the people amongst us to be able to receive it. So tomorrow we're going to be lifting a lot of emotional and spiritual burdens off of people, you know, and our dialogue is going to last longer than all of because these guys that's talking about facts are going to fact the people out. The people are going to get so facted out that they're going to hate these niggas. You heard? After a while, you keep inundating me with facts. I'm, I, the fact is I need to slap the shit out you for knowing all these goddamn facts. You heard? <laughs> you need to get out of my face. with These fucking facts, since you know every motherfucking thing, why, <laughs> since you know every motherfucking thing, right, why do you need to take my money at the door, nigga, to, to tell me some fucking facts? You heard half this shit these niggas talk about is Google, Google, Google bullshit. You can't Google my experience, though. You heard? You can't Google, um, you can't Google over 3,000 motherfucking days of penitentiary. You heard? You can't Google 15 to, to 32 years of, of, of arduously trying to figure out who the fuck you are, you know, under all type of tyranny. We watching gun towers. We got to watch stick up kids. I come, we come from the era when the goddamn crackhead nigga was tough. You understand? And this is, you know, we coming from we coming from good soil too. We were sown. We were brought into this world. You understand? We were brought into this world, you know, uh, by 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 some highly significant, sophisticated women who were sophisticated in their spirituality, you know what I'm saying? But we also watched our mothers go through those periods and those time periods where the shit that they were talking about, you know, people were far more ignorant. You understand? You understand? Yes. So all of this stuff, I mean, I'm, you know, shout out to our mothers, but it's almost, to me, in my mind, it's like they was preparing us for the work that we're doing right now, bro. And it's clear. That's what everything well, that had to happen in our personal lives had to go through. You know what I'm saying? Had, not only had not only witness, was it go ahead. I'm saying we had to bear witness to their particular <laughs> struggles. I mean, my mother cured or facilitated the curing of quote unquote 
HIV slash AIDS family in 1985. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I had to watch that particular situation not only be scrutinized and not acknowledged by the community, but she was prosecuted, okay, by the judicial system. Yes. Feel me? And they told her if she didn't turn state on Sabi, that they was going to make her children's lives a living hell. And she still stuck to her guns. Okay. She should be put up somewhere, you know what I'm saying, with all expenses okay. paid and be like, look, we're going we're gonna to make a bronze statue out of you. And maybe, okay. you know, for the most part, that's the, ch- that's the job of her children. But she did it for the community. She did it but for her children. But you know what? We're well. still doing the work, and it ain't over. over. It ain't yeah, over. We're still doing the work. So we had to come from watching that, not being valued, and at the same time, you know what I'm saying, we saw what was valued in the street, and I won't say unfortunately we gravitated towards that. We was in between both worlds. Right. Because right. I damn sure my associations and affiliations with the homies and around people of that particular ilk also benefited them when they fell ill or when people in their family, you know what I'm saying, had certain particular types of ailments. So we was able to introduce herbs and alien and, 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 you know what I'm saying, all sorts of things. And then some people, you know what I'm saying, the homies from the street that have family from Guyana, Panama, and other right. parts of South Latin and Central America, they knew who Sabi was because he was a legend on that side of the country. Right. And he was able to make those particular bonds and, and, and build those bridges. So it all worked out. You feel me? It all. I don't have no regrets. You know what I mean? Because we are where we are today, and we are making, you know, everything possible. nice program is sponsored by Greenleaf Herbals, you know what I'm saying, which is Mama Pill and her production. You know what I'm saying? So, and shout out to Hafisa, who's putting together the production tomorrow. So, you see. You see where we at with this? Hell yeah. I'm still in the picture. You know what I'm saying? They still all the pillars in our lives. You feel me? Holding this thing up and, and, and just making it do what it do. You know what I'm saying? And and we have we're standing in their shadows. That's it's a very large shadow because of the work, the monumental work that they put in. Conditions were not fitting for the work that they were doing. And they did it against the tide. They did it when it was fucking zombies out here. Not metaphorical zombies. Like he said, niggas that were smoking crack, they could, they could bench press 800 pounds, nigga. Okay? Right. Them niggas was, like, actively attacking people in the street. You know what I'm saying? It was dangerous for our mothers to be out on the streets doing the work that they did, but they did it under all of those conditions. They did the ministries in the streets. They went to the crackheads. They went to the addicts. They cleaned people up. You know what I'm saying? They they cured people or assisted in curing them by, you know, aiding and assistance passing the herbs because a person's body is going to heal itself. But a person still needs to be brought to that information. And here we are today still disseminating information of a different type because we're dealing with a different situation, talking to a different populace. But the work is still being done. So I, I definitely want to shout out, you know what I'm saying, the mothers in our lives and definitely our fathers as well because... That's the cloth that we cut from. And each one of us do something that's genetically tied to what our fathers have done. You know what I'm saying? So that's in our DNA. 
we are direct represent, representatives of that. But the work, the field work, that's our mothers. You know what I'm saying? Upholding them because they need to be upheld. My father don't need to be upheld. He good. That's right. You know what I'm saying? He don't need nobody to hold him down, but mama do. That's right. You know? Right. And what you was talking about, about creating a new language and using words and the tie-in for tonight's program to tomorrow's program that you'll be doing, the power of word and the significance of word, by me being in this brother's direct presence under his tutelage, you know what I'm saying, and being in the temple of Dov or being on, um, you know, on the visiting floor with him and various different correctional facilities and me seeing him transform, you know, because family, we was together <laughs> the day before the nigga went in, you know what I'm saying, and we was just living a whole different life, you know what I'm saying, we had that thing on us and, and you know, everything was about, you know, VVSs and butter soft leathers and yeah, they didn't have they didn't have no um iceberg and get into the tunnel next week. They, you know what I'm saying? And and they, so these they from had, the Bronx and they have niggas they have niggas yelling on empty stomachs, nigga, talking that emotional vegan shit. Niggas had beef. We was we was beef. Remember that? Oh, yeah, we was going. Who's going to come like, everybody should, everybody should be happy now. Everybody should be happy and should be giving niggas hugs. All these tree hugging ass, vegetable eating ass niggas supposed to be hugging each other. Fuck you acting like you tough for. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's the shit that killed me. These niggas is ass. For real. Anybody that go against us is ass, my nigga. Fuck these niggas. Fuck all these niggas. You know what I'm saying? For real. It's nation time, nigga. They don't want me to get on my nation shit. You know I was born in Chicago, nigga. Born in Chicago. You know when we go to Chicago, we be in the hood. Paul will tell you, boy. Paul, huh? Tell him. Tell him. Shout out to the Chi-Town family. Shout out to the Chi. We be in the thick in the the woods of it. So, you know, we got to get back to Chi-Town as well because they definitely need our presence and our energy. For real, I miss them. Shout out to the Chi-Town but let me conclude what I was saying in regards to words and language and context. Because of the brother Rashid um, introducing me to Kabbalah, you know, I was able to explore a way in which, because I like doing original shit, you know what I'm saying? I like doing things that's, you know, left of the curve. I don't want to do what everyone else is doing. I want to see it from a totally different way and perspective. So when the brother handed me those particular keys, and showed me that there was a way to decipher language numerically, and I was already running with my 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 numbers based on my grandfather imparting the importance of the number four to me. You know what I'm saying? And just sparking that interest. Like everything that we are is a result of the time that someone took with us. You know what I'm saying? And what it was that they imparted and impressed upon us, and the fact that we looked up to these individuals. And we was like, they got to be something to it, so I'm going to dig a little bit further. And I'm saying this, family, because this is a particular archetype that you yourself can become for the people in your family that will be looking up to you when you find what's unique to yourself. You know what I'm saying? And you start disseminating it to people that have ears that will hear. So my grandfather continuously, continuously, he was like a broken record for the right reasons, though. It wasn't dementia. He was instilling and imparting the importance of something that he wanted to pass on through his bloodline. 
And that was just the number four. He just lived on that concept, okay? Mm. So by by way of that, I was able to find my own way, and that was the number 44, okay? And by the brother explaining the rudimentary uh, uh, understandings of Kabbalah to me, I was able now to decipher and break down words, and I was able to dive directly in to say, okay, let me, I was just throwing shit against the wall. I'm like, if this is this, then it's going to stick. And I was just taking words and just throwing them and breaking those words. And within those words were different meanings. Then I was able to bind all of those meanings together. And those meanings started telling me a story, a story which is very unique. I have never heard nobody else on the planet tell the story the way that it was told via Blueprint 322, courtesy of the Blue Pill. And my story, even though I'm saying it's unique to me, is a story that's shared with the participants that were in that particular lecture because everyone helped me come to those particular conclusions. I needed bits and pieces to put that story together from everyone that participated, okay? So and I was able to break down hip and hop and, and get the miracle significance of those particular words and I found that the, the active principle of hop and I also I want to say this before I continue I, I was my interest in hip hop which has always been live based on the fact that I was you know I had a hip hop newspaper since 2001 you know what I'm saying and a hip hop TV show then I was doing hip hop you know it, it, photojournalism journalism um you know, live interviews on the TV. Then we took over the blog, uh, the, the the YouTube thing before the blog talk thing. Like my whole life, outside of the streets. And when I was in the streets, we were directly contributing to the fashion of hip hop, influencing fashion through hip hop. You know what I'm saying? So everything that we've done, pretty much, has been in homage or adding on to different layers and segments of what we understand as hip-hop, and I won't call it a culture, you know what I'm saying? It's just something that we lived and breathed. And it was our unique spin and perspective on things. So that's what hip-hop was to, to it is, it was and it is to us. So I'm saying that to say that I had, on November 9th, I had went to the book release party for the hip-hop gospel written by Karis One. That book, okay, he was able to put in words Concepts that were kind of like scattered in my mind, he coalesced them into an organized body, which became the gospel of hip hop. Okay, and he put it together brilliantly. It was beautifully written. The prose was just so poetic that I had a renewed interest in the spiritual benefits of hip hop. Now, what we were seeing outside, I felt that everything was spiritual, even the stuff that people was looking down upon. Okay. I know that, uh, you know, Master P was spiritual. Is that for a gangster? Yeah. You know, all of that was spiritual to me. You know what I'm saying? About about it was spiritual. You feel me? So, you know, I just wanted to qualify what I was feeling. And I started taking hip-hop through the Kabbalah by way of Gematria. Gematria is a numerical counting system. And I was using... uh the uh, 
what is termed the Greek gematria because it's a counting system by the number six. Okay. And I had an affinity toward the number six as well. So I felt like that, you know, I could use that. Uh, A.A. Rashid implored me to use a different system. And when I could use that system, I would. But I kind of gravitated towards the one that was a little more afforded to me because of the time constraints that I had. I had to get this lecture together real quick. And I was reading a book called Time in the Technosphere by Jose Arguelles, all right? And he was explaining that time repeats itself in 28-year cycles. So by all of these unique things happening in my life all at once, okay, I was able to just pull all of them together into one particular presentation. I freestyled it, family. <laughs> and I'm, when I'm saying I freestyled it, I just pulled from different places. That's not what I originally planned to do. I didn't have a plan. I just said when it was time to put it together, I'm going to start pulling. And that's how I do majority of my presentations. That's how I do these programs. You know what I'm saying? I ain't planned three, four, five weeks in advance. I'm pulling from what I'm experiencing on the daily or throughout the week or what I observed and say, okay, let's touch on this. So that's the same way I put that that presentation together. So when I cracked the bubble and he was explaining, you know, hip is one thing, but hop is the activating principle of hip hop. You know what I'm saying? Hop is the movement. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's when you put things into motion. I'm like, cool. All right. So let's let's study what, what the number hop is. And the number hop came up to 234. And in Kabbalah, 234 was profound. It was hidden. It was the north. And um, when you add up hip hop altogether, it was 432. And 432 equated to uh, Ursa Minor, okay? And Ursa Minor is the constellation of the little bear, all right, which happens to be the little dipper, okay? And, um, you know, we started putting one together, one and two together, and before long, we were able to decipher and pull from that the North Star Polaris, okay, which is the fixed point. So hip-hop represented a fixed point which was fixed in the north. So it was founded in the northernmost part of New York State, the only part that's con connected to the continent of the United States, which is the Bronx. Hip-hop has never, prior to that presentation and what we spoke about when we cracked the code, it had never exceeded past the Bronx in terms of who sat on the throne. It's interesting that you was talking about the kings and things of that nature. Hip-hop had never went past New York on the East Coast, for that matter, okay, it never went past New York. Even when the locks was hot, they had to come down to New York and say they was from the Bronx. You know what I'm saying? Ed O.G. was a one-hit wonder. You know what I'm saying? I ain't taking nothing from him. But this was when we were about to be indoctrinated with the uh, the movement of Drake. Now, Drake hadn't dropped a single yet. But I was able to decipher based on the fact that I had had his music way before, you know, Lil Wayne put him on or what have you. When the A&Rs were shipping his stuff around and trying to get him a deal, I was like, you know, he got a little something that might be that next thing because I knew that the next thing had to have some sort of consciousness infused with it. And anyone is familiar with his earlier body of work, you know what I mean? He wasn't talking about popping bottles. His shit was consciousness, but it had a slant. It had a street slant on it. You know what I'm saying? If, if that's, you know, kind of easy to believe because the dude ain't street at all. And I'm not going to use the word 
you know, he had swag, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, people already broke and deciphered what that word means. You should get rid of that out of your lexicon as well. But it was interesting that when I put Drake's name through the gematria, his name came up to equal 234 as well. So here we go. 234 means hidden, and it means in the north. So I'm like, well, what's north of, you know, these particular uh, New York State? You know what I'm saying? Furthermore, to the north, we know we're talking about Canada. And the fact that we was dealing with this whole time, and I was reading Time in the Technosphere, and it was talking about the changing of the procession of the equinox and what 2012 was supposed to represent, even though, Brother Cosmophysics has explained many times that we have already shifted into the changing of the equinox or the different age or what have you. On the surface, the way that it was being understood by the, the populace of people where we were at at the time, we were knowing that the procession of the equinox was the, the North Pole or the, um, the North, you know, the pole star for that matter, changing from Ursa Minor, which is the bear, to the Draco star, the Draconian, you know what I'm saying, the, dra the Draco star system. So here I'm looking at this dude and I'm saying, well, hip-hop has a big part to play in it because the bear at that particular time I'm looking at is Kanye. You feel me? Because he had to post on what I would consider, you know, the, the generation that represented the future of hip-hop. You know what I'm saying? And we know... Jay is who Jay is and, you know, whoever else people might have said, you know, who was sitting on the throne at that particular time. We understood all that, but we knew that Kanye had the pulse in, in terms of moving the culture forward. And if you look into the streets and you look at the children, you know, they were emulating their idol who was, you know what I'm saying, Kanye West at the time. So I looked at the motif of him putting on the bear, tying into that particular uh, energy, you know what I'm saying, and the torch will be passed from someone to the north of where the seat or the crown of hip-hop sat for the very first time, and that will be Drake. And here we are today, and irregardless of what you feel about him, this is not a show promoting his music or his movement or what have you. I'm even going to do one better, and I'm going to drop the article that uh, Ghostface wrote, or the, the article that's attributed to Ghostface when he talked about the softest dudes in hip-hop. We know that he one of the softest dudes in hip-hop, but it would be very hard to argue and say that he does not dominate the game, okay? It would be very hard for you to sit where you at and say that he doesn't have a particular dominance over the game and do not be like, you know, me and your whip bopping your head to him. You know what I'm saying? Now, Blue, can I say something? If, 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 if you're even real with yours, if you're real with yours and you're really into hip-hop, you can't sit there and say, that nigga can't make good music to some kind of degree. You know what I'm saying? To say that he can't rhyme is just not being real. Blue. Yeah. Yo, to be honest with you, you know that was in your brother note, that Drake mixtape, that black one with the simple um, forever. What was the name of that shit? So Far Gone. That shit is a classic. I don't give a fuck what nobody say. And you can't shit on that. Nah, son. That set the whole... That I just want to be... That was a universal song. You heard? Houston, Atlanta, Vegas, universal song. And let me tell you something. Drake make music for niggas that have women. You heard? 
Drake is not for dudes that's sitting up arguing about bullshit or or that's out in the street all day ducking the cops. Drake makes music for dudes that indulge themselves with women or have multiple women. You heard? That's the shit that be on them niggas' minds. They be singing that shit to themselves. I know where you go, you know what I mean? For real. I done seen the toughest dudes, man, on a Drake shit, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, it's, it's, it's something about how he formulates his songs where he's able to reach the populace of people the way that he is. So he's the most anticipated. I think he got the stranglehold on the game, and I think that I was able to call it expertly in 2009 and I presented in my next lecture, which was Fear of a Black Planet. My segment never got released, okay? But for the people that was in the audience in Atlanta, they will remember when I explained that there would be their twin pillars that they were setting up in terms of, you know, there has to be, because it all, all has to match a pattern, just like Jay-Z represented the materialistic pillar and Nas represented the spiritual pillar when they clashed, okay? And that was for the hearts and the minds of the people, okay? So... This particular dichotomy, you know, you would have Drake representing materialism, and I called and I said, Jay Electronica would be the next one representing what would be considered, you know what I'm saying, the spiritual. And this is before he was signed to The Rock. You feel me? But I want to add on. And, you know, for whatever, whatever reason, I don't know why they're suppressing that. But nah, even his mythology, the, 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 the way that you had a, hold on, the let the mystical a and step in. Red. I'm trying Red. to explain this. Hold on. Hold on, Red. Listen to this. I'm saying, let's take the mythology of it. If you want to take the Lunati mythology, and they say the Rockefellers are the bankers for the Rothschilds, you got a nigga signed to the Rock who snatches the heiress of a, a Rothschild's family? That's some Illmatic shit. You can drop a bomb on yourself, nigga. Fast. Hurry up. <laughs> You know, so I, you know, I was able to see all that just by using them numbers, and those numbers spoke a language that was so unique that I implore the family to get yourself involved with some sort of Kambala, okay? Find out how to contact his brother and enroll in the course so you can start deciphering the language that the universe is speaking to us through numbers, Numbers family, and I'm gonna let Red do his thing. I mean, you gotta, you gotta, I have to bow down and kiss the ring, you know what I'm saying, for the for the, the mystical, legendary, because you, you as well as the AR mystic, you, you're the mystical AR as well, so is AA, because it had to take a genius or somebody who's real good at rolling the dice to do what you did with Drake and Nicki Minaj and the Fear of a Black Planet lecture, which is the follow-up to the Blueprint 322 that we did in Atlanta, by basically forecasting the impact that he was going to have in the game. Now, one of the biggest misconceptions that we have inside of the quote-unquote so-called conscious community is we have succumbed to our puritanical, you know, alter egos 
where we think that if somebody conscious talks about hip-hop, we have to be talking about the tree huggers or the niggas that um, saved the world with slaves in jail. Okay? That's not <laughs> what this is about. It was never about that. It was never about if we're going to do a lecture about hip-hop, we're supposed to publicly sacrifice Jay-Z and, you know, and, and, and tell you that Kanye had his mother assassinated because he wanted to have a deal with Nike for the Yeezys. Like, that's so corny. That That is so, like, I just want to state first and foremost that the proliferation of disinformation that, 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 that was dumped upon the World Wide Web came directly after Blueprint 322 was produced, family. Please understand, there's no affiliations whatsoever that we inside of this circle or Nola Ledge or KTL have with anybody that's on YouTube talking about the Illuminati at this point with hip-hop. None whatsoever. We don't know these people. Never sat down and ate a cucumber with, with some Sterlinga with them. Don't never sat in a room with them. They never came to a lecture. None of them are certified. I don't know anybody. I, I, I know I've been people from the exposed DVD. We don't even know them. They legitimized what it is that we were talking about. They made us legends in a whole other way when they took the Blueprint 322 and made it a part of the exposed series. That's not us. We didn't do that. Okay? Those are people who took our information and put a title on it, which was exposed, and put it out there as the blueprint. We had the original blueprint. We've been doing what we're doing. We that set the whole exposed series off, right? That set the whole exposed series off. So the whole series of exposed is going strong. They set it off with the Jay-Z exposed. We had nothing to do with that. That I don't even agree with 85% of what Homeboy was talking about. And they set it up with the blueprint three three twenty two with the um uh, with the motif of the skull made out of crystals on a cover. Okay? And like AARC said, it took our visibility to another level. Once again, I can't get out the airport anymore. You know, I had to cancel my membership to certain gentlemen's clubs because you conscious niggas and waitresses there. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I work in the bathroom selling candy and shit, messing up my night. You know, I you can't know even creep it out. But <clears throat> that being said, it's all good. You know what I'm saying? The exposure and everything is great. I love to be identified by people, you know, and, and build them. That's an awesome thing. But to think, to be conscious, and to talk about hip-hop, which we broke down in the lecture, right, the reason why I stuck, I began my segment, um, if anybody watched the video, and, and if the family didn't view the, the, the DVD that we're talking about, this presentation, I mean, just walk with us, but make it your business to watch that. It's on YouTube, I believe. You can watch it for free. You can just Google Blueprint 322. It's different segments and whatnot, or you can um, acquire it. Um, I think AARC.com, his website, you might have it up there. We're going to put it on KTO University soon anyway. But um, I began a video showing the construction and the erection of the Twin Towers with the soundtrack of Empire State of Mind in the background. That's the song with Jay-Z 
and Alicia Keys, which I felt was a, a, a monumental, you know what I mean, work of art. That was a beautiful song. It painted, you know what I mean, it captured the times, painted a beautiful picture of the city, especially this new city that they created. And we showed that there's a, a, there's a dominant twin energy that exists within this thing called hip-hop. Coincidentally, the same year that the Twin Towers was erected, on 4-4, correct, Blue, on April 4th? April 4th, 
Quiet Kappa hasn't been the same ever since that day when those two icons fell. You know what I'm saying? Jay-Z hasn't been the same. Nas damn sure hasn't been the same. You know what I mean? And the city damn sure, a lot of things haven't been the same ever since that fateful day. Now, with the signing of Jay Electronica, right, because we were talking about this whole hip-hop thing and, and if Jay Electronica was a balance and whatnot, and if he, was, if he was in line with what we see coming out of Drake, right? My yeah. thing is this. Although he was not able to drop an album as of yet, and we don't know the, the quote-unquote politics that's going behind his release date and things of that nature, one thing that we can say is that he helped spawn and plant the seeds for this revolution and this renaissance and conscious hip-hop that we see today, okay? Now, in regards to what anybody says, there has been a resurgence of conscious racism that took place since Blueprint 322 came out four years ago. You didn't have Jay Electronica on the scene. You didn't have... Um, the underachievers on the scene, this whole Beast Coast movement that's taking place in New York, coincidentally, right? Where does the Beast Coast come out of? Blueprint? Flatbush. Each one of these artists, coincidentally, just for some reason, it could have been from Satellite City for, for all I care. It could have been from Preview Point. Who cares? But they all are coming out of Flatbush, which happens to be me and Blueprint's hometown. But let's get ready for this. Get your bombs ready. The main person who they said is the is the is the clown of bringing New York back. The one who they said is the is the leader of that whole movement hails out of Whitborough. That'll be Harlem. That's ASAP Rocky. So what label, Blue Pill? Polo Grounds. And what label is Polo Grounds? Who was working at Polo Grounds? You. Was. You, nigga. You was you running Polo Grounds. Shout out to Big Teach. Shout out to my nigga. Shout out to Brian Leach, Big Teach. Everybody. It's just a coincidence that here it is, we do this lecture, and we're telling y'all, the great divine speaks in sound. I have my conversations with the cosmos. I have my conversations with entities that are far more omnipresent and omnipotent than Google, all right, and anybody, you know, and, and any personality that you could dig up in consciousness. It's the energy and it's the power. It's those things that verify the teachings. And we make sure that we stick to popular culture so you can see the information manifest itself. We don't we do not the weird old kind of consciousness that nobody could, you know, the great divine can't speak to you. You'll never know what the hell is going on in Russia with, with Putin and all that. But we don't talk about things like that. Who cares? We would have to talk about stuff that you're entangled in, like the popular culture, such as this culture called hip-hop that runs the world. You can measure, you can take the temperature of a lot of things if you know how to look into the culture. Okay, so the East Coast makes a comeback, and it's predicated on the foundation now of street consciousness, not the, you know, 
not the bean pop consciousness, not save the whales and things like that. These little dudes, you know, they they they're a little they're a little edgy with their stuff. You know what I'm saying? You know, you can't listen to it with a with a virgin Puritan ear because it might upset you. But lo and behold, that doesn't stop anything because the brothers are still displaying a certain degree of consciousness, whether it's street consciousness or is real, you know, realism or whatever you may call it. They're still dealing with consciousness in the way that they see fit as teenagers. 16, 17, 18, 19, 20 year old, what do you think they're going to talk about? You know what I mean? Their hormones are racing, so yeah, they want to smoke blunts and get it in. You know what I'm saying? But they'll tell you about the pineal gland and the IRS and stuff like that. Oh, so then, because remember, around the time of the 322 lecture, consciousness in hip hop was barren, it was non existent, okay? The nigga Talib Khalid saved all of the whales, all right? <laughs> he hugged all of the trees that he can hug. Most death was doing off fellow somewhere. You know what I'm saying? Dead prayers was out working out, jogging, and doing other things. You know, there wasn't no consciousness in hip hop. Yeah, it wasn't there. They were doing trap music and snap music, and nobody was you know, putting up any kind of uh, uh, resistance to anything. They were lying to you about Jay-Z, telling you that he was the quote-unquote Illuminati. They wasn't explaining to you who the Illuminati was. They wasn't giving you the history of the Illuminati. They wasn't telling you who the people who signed him were, who he worked for. He wasn't talking about none of that. And Jay-Z, that's what I'm trying to say. One thing that I know that we do with this information and the purpose of doing a lot of information because if you listen to the Blueprint um, 322, we're not tearing down none of the artists. We're actually explaining and giving you a giving you an upgraded perception of these people that you're oh. viewing in front of you. Hold on, that was the very first place the niggas heard that Kabbalistically the Jay's the name Jay Z means. The misspelling of the name Jehovah. So that's why the nigga called himself Jehovah. It's also the first place that we explain that Jay-Z Kabbalistically also means Scorpio. Okay? Indeed. First, we'll explain, you know, the whole concept of him being a Sagittarius and the whole procession of the Equinox 2012 shit. You know, they said the Sagittarius, uh, the arrow of Sagittarius pointed at the heart of Scorpio. Okay, and that particular heart is called Antares. Antares is the company that makes what is known as the uh, the Auto Tune box. So he comes out with the DOA, Death of the Auto Tune. Like emotionalism aside, you will not understand the mythological aspect of the things taking place in hip hop if you do not know the language that's being spoken. And the language that's being spoken is not part in anybody's lips. It's a numeric language that's being spoken. These people are representing energies, okay? They're moving on the board, representing represent on this planet. Like the exactly. brother Cosmophysics talks about how we personify who we are, these charts, our planets, okay? Exactly. Our unique makeup is our expression. These artists exactly. are no different. They're just doing it on a global level. And this, 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 the lecture that we did, these conversations that we continue to have, and so people don't get trapped, they don't get caught in the trap of hate. You know what I'm saying? 
that you're going to waste your time trying to study what this nigga's doing or why he's doing it. You will never understand that shit if you do not understand what's going on behind the scenes, okay? And when we're talking about behind the scenes, we mean numerically what is influencing them based on the energy that's influencing them. You know what I'm saying? What's encoded in their names? Because some of them is just playing a part. How could you hate a man playing a part? Just because you don't agree with it? What the fuck is you doing? So you mean to tell me that you hate Shango or you hate Ogul or you hate some of these other darker deities because of what it is that they represent or what it is that they do? Or you hate Kali because she has 50 skulls around her neck? You understand? So if you if you if if you don't hate on that kind of dark energy, why would you ever hate on dark energy that presents itself in this world, this uh, this world of dualities and polarities? Like you're supposed to be conscious. Blueprint three twenty two was the first place. Hold on, did we also explain? Because somebody just posted in the chat about you know Pac had a street plan, you know for the people that was unique and exclusive to Tupac because. His energy represented Tipperoth, okay, which represented like a Christ-like energy. He was a fucking sacrifice, okay? So he came for his people, you know what I'm saying? He had the plan for his people, and his people ultimately clipped him. He was the grand sacrifice. Biggie Smalls represented the number 108. The 108 means the master builder, okay? Somebody who also builds. It means builder, and it means... um. Damn, what's that word that represents the uh, the thinnest layer? Hell on earth. Um, Rashid, you there? Yes, sir. You remember what the uh, it starts with a G? What you mean in re- in regards to what? In regards to the number one hundred eight. Um, it's a kabbalistic term that represents hell on earth. Oh, Gehenna. Just, yeah, Gehenna. Gehenna, okay? Gehenna represents hell on earth. It represents the thinnest layer of hell on earth, almost somewhat like illusionary, okay? So, you know, this will explain him in terms of why when I die, fuck it, I want to go to hell because I'm a piece of shit. It ain't hard to fucking tell. He's just being himself. He's being himself. He was representing energy that was exclusive to him. He was the Antichrist or the Antichrist. You understand? So that would explain why those two energies clashed. And my thing is, it's a beautiful story once you see what it is and you take the emotionalisms out of it because your ass was not riding passenger seat in the fucking BMW or the Chevrolet when they met their demise. So it shouldn't be that personal to you just because that's your favorite artist. They played out their script. That also is the first place to be explained the 28-year cycle, and we showed you how Nagasaki and Hiroshima, the bombs, little boy, uh, little man and fat boy, represented Biggie Smalls and Tupac Shakur. Yeah, you bodied that. You know, you bodied that. And we also have to, I mean, family, just, just go outside and pay attention to the world that you live in right now. If you don't realize that this 30-year the A. Rashid talks about and this 28-year cycle is not in front of you, that the 80s is here, then the late 70s is in front of your face, and I just, I don't know what to tell you. Like, I really don't know what to tell you. Look at the youth. 
Look at what they're going through right now. Look at their whole movement. It's so 80-ish. Look at the look at how, listen to how they rhyming with the double time and all of that stuff. It's so it's so eightyish golden age. Look at your boy Trinidad James with that all go everything. They back on gold. They on the eighties shit. Cycling. Okay. What, what Cycling. about what's fucking with my son came out with so gold water. <laughs> he the first one said all go everything. <laughs> you know so. Back to what we were talking about with this whole thing of uh, that we were covering in the blueprint, just to update, the redux, to, to just bring people up to date how so much stuff has changed ever since that monumental presentation. Now, back to Jay-Z. Whenever brothers like Black Dot or me and my brother, per se, or other brothers came out to give you the information of Jay-Z, one of our biggest arguments and pet peeves that we had with the young man is the fact that he was in the rap game for too long and he had too much money and he had too much influence to directly continue with the um, promotion of selling crack. Because you know that, you know, ultimately, from from my personal standpoint, that that right there is a weapon of mass destruction and it's something that has been utilized to influence people in, in you know, just very self-destructive ways. So one of our arguments and our pet peeves with the man was, well, God damn it, how many years are you going to continue to sell crack to our people? This was the argument that was brought up. We noticed, though, since the Blueprint 322 dropped, there has been a level of maturity. And at the end of the day, you know, you cannot do anything for anybody in this world but influence them. You know what I'm saying? And it helps steer them in directions that will help them improve their lives. But you can't take anybody and make them do anything that they don't want to do. You can only work on self. So when the argument was made that this nigga needs to, you know, straighten up and clean up and man up and mature his lyrics, that's exactly what he began to do. Even more so to the fact that, like we said, like like we said in the lecture, that the twin motif the, the twin motif after Jay-Z and Nas, the new twins were Jay-Z and Kanye. What happens about two years later? Watch the Thrones Rocks, Jay-Z and Kanye. What do we begin to see? Jay-Z begin to take the personality of Kanye, and Kanye begins to take the personality of Jay-Z. What, it is, what you talking about, let Pillar call it and argue with you. What you mean by that, bro? I mean this. If you listen to the album, Jay-Z is the conscious one on the album, and Kanye is the one trying to be flossy like Jay-Z. So they will roll reverse it. And if you study the music in the past few years, and you will see a certain level of maturity, something that I pick up on. He, you know, he may talk that slick shit still and all and things of that nature, but never to the degree of thought-provoking, you know, uh, just grown music. You you feel what I'm saying? Like music that that you know is not really telling you to sell crack. Music is not really pushing you know trying to push drugs in you and things of that nature. We're talking about Jay Z right now. You know what I'm saying? And then you beginning to see this whole campaign of um, preparing him for statesmanship in the near future. You know what I mean? They, they have a chair. They have a seat for him somewhere in the political world. So the whole cleaning up of his reputation, the whole cleaning up of his image and things of that nature, that's what's taking place that we're beginning to see. You saw it at the inauguration with him and Beyonce. Now, 
like I said, that's outside of whatever, you know, people with their YouTube theories, you've been indoctrinated, you know what I'm saying, through exposed DVDs, and you think that he has horns and he's the worst person that was ever, you know, if that's where you at with it, then that's what's up, you know what I mean, and, and, and continue to do your research and continue to do what you do. But like I said, we speak from a standpoint and a vantage point of personal experience. We speak from a vantage point of, nigga, I was in the tunnel in the 90s. Next to KZ. I was there with Biggie and things like that. I was at the awkward all we 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 followed them every single Sunday and Saturday and the life that they talked about, that was the life that we lived. That was the life that we was about. And and many other things. It wasn't just Jay Z and Biggie that created this. It was the people that they were talking about, the crowds that followed them. It was brothers and sisters from Bedstown Flatbush that helped create this era. Trend setting, you know what I'm saying? Taking things out of town and, and creating movements and things of that nature. So it's just a, it's a little more personal when we speak about it. So I understand where he came from. I understand the times that he represents. I understand the messages that he represents because I know who he was talking about. I, I, there were certain stories that had to be told. Him and Biggie told those stories. I can't crucify them for that. Half of those stories wasn't even theirs. But the stories were so dynamic that they had to share them with the world, and that's what they did. Okay? And we're not going to dwell on that. We're not going to say that that was the downfall of black people and that's what's holding us back. Because if we do, then we know that we're copping out to something that's so whack, so weak. You know what I mean? It says so much about the inferior state that we see ourselves. Because everybody has to be held accountable for what actions that they, even if somebody leads you to the water, if you drink it, it's on you. Okay? It is on you. So even if the music may have influenced people to live a certain kind of life and do a certain kind of things with their lives, that's something that you ultimately have to man up for the decisions that you have made in life. If Little Kim had your ass on the pole and Foxy had you on the Greyhound with some weight in the trunk and, and the suitcase above your head and whatnot, that's a decision that you made. It was the, the lyrics did not hypnotize your ass and put you on the bus or the pole or the strip. You know, that was your soundtrack right there. That's something that you utilize to, you know, justify some of the, 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 the things that you did in your life. But hopefully you're out of those places. The experience that you picked up from going through that has taught you a lesson or two, and here you are. You know what I mean? You went through the darkness, you see the light, and voila, you, you're here to live about, to, to live, to talk about it another day, you know. So those were some of the things that begin to take place, you know what I'm saying. Um, like I said, the consciousness, it wasn't really prevalent in the game. We did the, we did the, um, the lecture in November of 2009. In November of 2010, directly a year later, Jay-Z signs Jay Electronica, who is a Moorish metaphysic MC, to his label, all right, and gives him the opportunity and the chance now to pop off and bring this information to the world, you know what I'm saying, on a global scale, to, to all of Jay-Z's 80 or 100 million fans. He, he now gives this guy the opportunity to share consciousness, Moorish mysticism with the rest of the world. What happens after that? I mean, he drops the ball. He doesn't do anything. Hey, but guess what happens? He, Jay 
Electronica spawns and plants the seeds for a resurgent in conscious, metaphysical, Moorish hip-hop that we are beginning to see pop up all over the place. You're seeing it on the West Coast with Kendrick Lamar, Absol, the Black Hippie Movement. You're seeing it take place on the East Coast with the Beast Coast Movement, Joey Badass, um, Underachievers, Flatbush Zombies. Shout out to Ace Star. She's going to be, she be in San Francisco with, with, um, with Absol. Shout out to Star. She's another legend. Super nice. Mm-hmm. Star. S-T-A-H-H-R. Oh, Legend. Super legend. Shout out to her, and homie, so, uh, Soul Messiah. Exactly. And on the on the God Hop level, you see the resurgence of, you know, this is almost like, you know what I'm saying, what we were going through in the late 80s. Once again, that cycle repeating itself with this golden era of hip-hop, you see the birth of God Hop coming after the Blueprint 322 with the rise of Sal Rock. The Ruby Sailor, Star, the Blue Pill, the Red Pill, AA on the mic. You know what I'm saying? El Ross Son. Huh? Shout out to El Ross Son. El Ross Son. You feel me? Legend. This was somebody that was DJ for the the whole. The whole DMV, whole area, El Ross Son is a legend. Shout out to Emmett Burke, you heard, and Al. Oh, the, yes. the brothers yeah. that used to come up, they was on He's gigs the when it was popping. They came to the Lexus. Yeah, they came to these Lexus. Their DNA was present. Wow. Wow. You know what I'm saying? They could tell the testimonials. They was there. They seen it firsthand. So shout out to the family. And this is a beautiful context because a story came out just yesterday about a rapper from Virginia who supposedly clipped his man as a an initiation to get into the Illuminati like... <laughs> Like that's the new you know fucking, what happened? Uh, MS you know what happened? shit. No, that's what happened when you talk crazy to a nigga with a gun in his hand. He said something stupid to the nigga with the gun in his hand, and the nigga said, "No, nigga, you are the sacrifice." You heard? So they could have been having an argument about anything, nigga. The nigga should have told son, "You need to sacrifice your baby mom, you know, for our endeavor." He was like, "Nah, nigga, you the sacrifice." You heard? And got to shoot him, got to shoot them. So you know they were going, they going to mix up the context of shit conveniently. Yeah, may he rest in peace, nonetheless. Um, Brad, is your is your studio working? Uh, if I have to turn it on, I will. Yeah, you might have to turn it on, and um, let's get into these callers because we got hands up in the call queue. I want to make a correction, family. Um. Jay Z, uh, via Gematria, Kabbalistically, his number is 372, and that means Yehovah or Hova is his name. Okay? That's the way you flip it. The nigga name is Jay Z, and he calls himself Jehovah. Kabbalistically, his name is Jehovah. Okay? So, how else about that? Other than using this language or using this particular system, there's no other way to explain it without delving into uh, uh, theory or what have you, or what you think or how you feel. Fuck how you feel, and fuck what you think. What can you prove? And it's not so much the facts; it's just saying that it's binded. It's the, it's, it's the energy that's encoded within his name numerically. That is what he's moving on. 
so he can make the particular moves that he wishes to make. And you're going to tell a God what a God can do if you don't agree with what it is that he's doing or how he's doing it. I'm not here to judge him for that, and I'm not here to hold that shit up. I'm just explaining, as we did Blueprint 322, that if you understand that these people are who they are, then you wouldn't be so emotionally tied into what they're doing because they are who they are, and you can't change that, all right? In the same way, we could sit down and decipher who they are. Maybe you should come to holler at us so we could decipher who you are so you could do what the fuck you're supposed to be doing. You feel me? So, you know, that's that. And like like Big, take for instance, Big 108 equals Jehenna, but it also represents um, the builder. And we explained that he was one of the first rappers to come forth and say, I construct rhymes in my head without using a pen. So to me, that's synonymous with saying that they built King Solomon's temple without the sound of fucking nails and hammers. He's building a world. He created a world because you live in his dream. Drop it down. down. He did it in his head. He is a master builder. Hold up. Had to drop a bomb on you, nigga. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, okay. yes. Memory work, memory work. You nothing without memory. Builder. Without the sound of fucking nails and hammers or the scribbling of a pen, either which way the shit works. It's a mythology and it's beautiful. It's and, fucking and, beautiful and, if you look at it. And in the phonetic fingerprint, memory, you can't spell memory without spelling the ancient uh, name for 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 water. You heard? Mean. Mean. And memory is the same word as mirror. They come from the same place. And mirrors show you beauty through di- division. They show you a picture of yourself as affirmation. And the word for mirror all comes from the word love, mer, and or, which means light. And a mirror can only work with those two components, love and light. And that's really what they use for. You heard? And to 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 desocialize you in institutions where you're young, when they put you away, there's no mirrors in none of those places in jail. And even the mirrors wow. that's in jail, you have to buy your mirror from the commissary because all the mirrors that's in the cells have been wiped so much that your face and your image looks gray. It looks distorted. Yeah. So you have to, to to survive. You have to buy a mirror and and sometimes look at your face to reinforce who you are. You have to look at God face to face and speak directly to him to reinforce him. So love and light as being those key words that we used when we was talking about Master 13, those is also our code word, love and light. And when it speaks about in the book of Corinthians, when you go to Corinthians 13, they go so in on love, yeah, on what mirroring and what reaffirmation does for the psychology, yeah. The reaffirming psychology is the confident one. The confident one is the one who creates the uh, the, the kingdoms. Yeah, he creates the world, 
and he lives in those worlds and he occupies those worlds and utilizes each. But he has a code word for each plane, or for each plane that those worlds exist. So there's a potency to call on God when he wants to get the best part of God's mind, where mind is objective. Then when he wants to get subjective, he goes to the realm of gender and calls upon the names of the dual gods, of the male and female gods. Then when he gets it to the, the, the god names that encompass his magic realm, he has six words. You hear? So now the 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 sacredness or the secrets of 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 gender mixing by way of the sacred science of sex is advanced and that in that context again it's expressed through the secret language or the language of of, of creation called Yesod, which is the foundation and is represented by two pillars on the porch. Yeah? The porch being mm-hmm. called the Ulam. And this is the porch of Solomon's temple, back to what you were saying. The whole Timbuktu preoccupation was to be able to have geometric uh, planes in your mind to to create anything wherever you go. You didn't have to carry to become a book. So that's one of the key components that Islam is founded on. Anybody that proclaims Islam is received from a scholastic level. If they say it's a science, you tap it into the the theology and the philosophy of Timbuktu, Africa. Yeah, the source for where, you know, the greatest, you know, literary undertakings took place. You know what I'm saying? So that whole Islamic precept of because the, the real big, the, the people who run Islam are the men who have the greatest memories. Yeah? It's the yes. dude that can recite the whole Quran. Because the yeah. dude that can recite the whole Quran is the one who could tell these other niggas what to do. And they honor that. Anyone who commits the Quran to memory is honored in the Islamic world. You hear? Like crazy. Yeah. You know what I'm Did saying? Saddam, wasn't Saddam able to recite? Um, he he probably could, but it's like going to the army in foreign countries. Everybody, before you learn anything, you have to be um, Quranically introduced to prayer. And you know that that's where how I didn't have to do homework in elementary school, and I always passed standardized tests for flying colors. You know, I never did homework, but I used to pray. And I used to have to commit to memory the the Fatiha. And when I was little, my mother used to get me to memorize as many surahs from the juice, that final juice, because that's where the shortest surahs is. But that's where the magical surahs is, is located. Those are the surahs yeah. that that the, that the Senegalese brothers who speak Arabic with the intonation of the Medu are the ones who use magic for the commission preoccupation, which was to control matter. The phenomenon in Western culture only calls it magic, but it's really reality. Reality is made by ideas and all the concurrent ideas connected to ideas. It's a bunch of circles with the center touching the circumference of every other circle. So all of what we speak of, we speak of the wisdom sciences, 
of the ancients that we don't argue about. We use the iconography of each because I know Christians that know how to use the tone of their Bible according to their grandmother's spiritual dialect. You hear? So if, mm-hmm. grandma, if grandma was reading a psalm, she's really reading the hymns of uh, a Minipet. You hear? You, she's reading a commission document that they just reworded. You hear? The whole story of Adam and Eve is infused with the tale of two brothers that's in the Medu. Me and your brother met the master teacher in Los Angeles at the Karash Unity Center on the bus, the brother that teaches the class every weekend with the sister. And he had in his, in his possession the, what you call it, the tale of, of two brothers in the Medu. Yep. It. You know what I'm saying? So that's yep. where, you know, and I think people, I want people to understand that when I teach Kabbalah, I'm not teaching it because I think it's better than what all the others teach. I'm just teaching what they teach through this um, preoccupation. We all essentially feeding from the same pool, you hear? And we all receiving and passing on a folklore and a tradition system that we're supposed to do. It should never get into politics, especially with people who are not really, we're not really in this for finances. We're in this for a spirit that's working through us, you hear? For real. And all the teachers, even the people who, that we're not even aware of because we're not even in their revenue stream. They don't even need us. You heard the other people who are teaching the universal family. You know what I'm saying? We got to get on some shit where we get to do everything that's occurring according to the context of the information that we've been learning thus far. You heard? And the reason to do that is so we can communicate effectively with one another and formulate ways to exploit what we have created in the form of Western culture. We created the commercial system and the system of government, and it's here in place to protect those who know. You know what I'm saying? So everything that we're doing in in an upgrade is to legitimize our idea so our idea can last longer than we can, but not at the expense of them putting us in the modern-making machine. You heard the modern record machine ain't no joke, and these niggas are running into the into it, into into what George Jackson would call running into those you know those blades that they use on the farm to generate energy, the wind blades. Yeah, yeah. He, he the said the windmills. He said that's how the unconscious and emotional self of of um, black frustration. It does in the face of adversity. It doesn't create a system to control the circumference surrounding oneself. It creates this modern-making machine. And even though he was a victim of it, we would never know the true story because they actually had sensual intel in the joint, in his joint. So when the CIA tell the people in jail that you went, when the CIA had to get involved, it means it's beyond the federal government, the FBI. This is some other shit of international security. They called San Quentin and told them that they have a motherfucking dossier on George also. You heard? So this, what this tells me is that 
black ideas, no matter where they derive from, are very powerful. Yeah, they're very powerful. But the thing that is far more powerful is the iconography and the beauty of art. Art allows you to insert yourself into a spiritual revenue stream that lasts forever. So the same way that we are on the walls in Kim, we must put ourselves have like we've been doing on the walls of popular culture, you heard, in the form of people who are now exploiting it. And I'm feeling the fact that J. Electronica has not officially come out with a joint yet because he got to let everybody air themselves out. He He's going to come out after everybody has shot it low. Shot they low. Now here he come, and it's gonna be dangerous to the um, to true MC thinking. But it's gonna make everybody step their shit. I think people are stepping their stuff up now. What? Yeah. People are stepping their stuff up now. So it's that, gonna that, be dangerous. That whole research, that whole uh, rising in consciousness that you're seeing, like that whole. They, they're coming out with articles talking about the resurgence of New York hip-hop and how conscious it is. Yeah. Like, that's coming from the homie right there. Not to say yeah. that everything's him, but he made yeah. it cool for the young guards to go on YouTube and start studying the shit but that he was doing. But let's do this. Let's, that's true, but it ain't become relevant to that demo until Jigga touched it. Jigga, the best thing to happen to hip hop, and the best thing to happen to Brooklyn and to the culture from where we come from in a long time, because the niggas for Marcy is not known for being billionaires, nigga. They known for making niggas billionaires, lining up in penitentiaries and being up there. Marcy is a social program, and for a billionaire to come out of there, I'm proud of him. Yeah. I'm proud of him, yeah. and he's supposed to have niggas hating on him and all that stupid ass shit. But and he got the, he got the bad whiz that everybody's talking about, and all the whizzes be hating on her. You know, shout out to the whizzes be hating on me. They be hating on me. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? So you know, yeah. it's crazy. And how? Yo, listen. How they live on around the way, son. You know that? Yeah. They live around the way? Listen, I'm going to give you a clue. I ain't going to put their business out. Um, special ed video. I got it made. Wow. Okay. Okay. How you doing? <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm going to go Chip, Billy Rashad, Gorilla, Autobot. Okay. That's yeah, her right there. Yeah. All right. Already. Yeah, Brooklyn. I know. I know exactly where now. Now that you mentioned it. Yeah. I know exactly where. Don't throw stones. You heard? Nah, some of these are rugby's. Words is above me. No, I ain't talking personally. I'm talking about a glass house. Oh, storms are gonna love me. Absolutely, you can see it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Let's go to these callers though. We got these hands up, you know what I'm saying? Yo, you know what right. the illest shit? Hands down, like I said, family, we could talk about this uh, you know, our heads turn blue or what have you. But today in New Mexico, I walked past an Indian. 
All right? All the stereotypes are true. The niggas was leaning, like, drunk as a skunk. It don't even make no sense how wet they was. But that's their journey. But listen, that's their journey. Because even my Mexican brothers do it. Oh, you know why they do it? Some of the Mexican brothers walk long distances and they drink and get through the whole thing. And it's also they walk through their psychology and they go home a different person. Sometimes you can get caught in that shaman. Yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm just saying this as a context. When I walked past the brother and he was surrounded by... You know what I'm saying? A group of them, and they all was getting wet. Yeah. He was stumbling. But you know what he was saying? What? Started from the bottom now here. Huh? Started from the bottom now my whole queen. Yeah. 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 Well, son. Well, sleep on hip-hop, B. It's real. Yeah. <laughs> Yo. Yo, the first time I heard niggas in Paris was, I tell you, at that black party, and it was the Mexicans and the white boys singing the whole shit. It was only out on digital for three days. I I never heard it come through speakers. It's an amazing song in the club. You know, we used to listen to niggas' music in the club. This group, now they listen to it on iPods. You got to hear niggas' shit in the club to really understand genius. That niggas in Paris. Oh, oh, yeah, that's that's that, legend. Yeah, that Denton, Denton, Denton. Can you imagine that shit? Yeah, yeah, that stadium music, B. So let's go to these calls. Yes, sir. All right, caller from the nine seven three nine seven three three eight four nine seven three caller. Peace. Caller from the 973. I guess not. Caller from the 917538. 917538. Caller. Pace. Caller from the 917538. Pace. I know who that legend is. Okay. Call her from the four two four two two seven four two four. Greetings. Yeah, greetings. 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 Yeah, peace. Is this Mama Bumble Pill? The radio. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yes, Mama. Oh no, you get a bomb. Yeah, I want to I want to say good evening to uh, uh, the um, twins of the Thomas and Morland family. Yes, right. And I want to say um, good evening to uh, my other son, uh, brother A. A. Rashid. Yes, peace, peace and love. <laughs> yeah, they're treating they're treating me really good in your town, A. A. Rashid. Oh, listen, listen. <laughs> Listen, let me tell you something. The whole I figured out that the whole world belongs to us. Yes. Yeah. For real. 
that's very true because I I feel very much at home here, and um, I told your mother that I I understand why you came here and you decided that this was going to be your home so immediately. You know, yeah. It's, so it's a beautiful it's a beautiful place. The land is absolutely breathtaking. It's a beautiful piece of creation here, and I'm absolutely loving it. But I do meet I do miss the family on the East Coast, and um, I uh, I'll be coming back that way. I know I had an appearance that I was supposed to be making last week. Uh, I think it was last week Sunday. However, uh, for various reasons, I wasn't able to do that. And um, in the near future, I will be um, coming to New York to uh, do something in um, probably April or the beginning of May. So I'll be coming back to uh, do a presentation to the family out there in the very near future. Well, we we know that you're going to be more powerful because of the experiences that you are garnering while you're on that piece of land right there. So we look forward to that, Mom. Oh, my goodness. I'm, I'm, I am collecting, like, so many experiences to tell you. And, of course, out here, I'm Sister Angela Davis, uh, just like I am on the East Coast. <laughs> so these brothers and sisters are loving, loving my look, loving who I am, and stopping me on the street every day. I really should be out here making a movie just based on what happens every day when I go outside. Movies. I'm telling you, everybody stops me every day, and I'm having, like, a talk about who are you. We got to get you the Google glasses, Mama. Huh? We got to get you a pair of them Google glasses. That's your movie right there. I mean, it's it's absolutely amazing, but let me tell you something. I love our brothers and sisters in L.A. Do you hear me? I'm telling you, they are some of the, I mean, they are amazing out here. I mean, absolutely amazing. And, and you know, you, you really have, you know, part of our journey, hope, Hopefully for everybody, part of your journey before you leave this dimension of life, you travel. Because nothing, I mean, there's just no experience like it. I mean, you know what I mean, A.A. Rashid, don't you? Yes, ma'am. Yes, I do. Because, I mean, you, 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 you do a lot of traveling, a lot of journeying, meeting a lot of people, learning, um, being taught. And the best way to do that is to travel. I'm telling you, it's nothing like it. You, you have to get up. And you know, like you know, go somewhere and 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 see this earth, see this four corners of the earth, because you, are, you 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 will not what you learn when you do that. You will there is nothing out of a book that can match it. There's just nothing out of a book that can match your real life experience when you're in front of people. Um, I went to the, uh, I, I believe I'm saying it right, I went to the Agape Center, Cultural Center, yeah. two nights ago for, because I wanted to go somewhere local to do yoga for the first day of spring. So I'm meeting a lot of people here that I knew from back in the 80s in Washington, D.C. There's a, there are a huge number of people that, relocated here, and they've been here for like 15 years, and I'm like bumping into all of these people. 
So one of the brothers, I call, I'm, I have a new name for these brothers. Um, I've known them for over 30 years. A lot of brothers I've known for over 30 years. I call them my love friends because we've, we've had a, um, a love for one another for over 30 years. And these got, these brothers are just friends. And um, they've been very instrumental in my life. So this one popped up the other day, and he told me about the Agave Center and that I could go to a yoga class there and that after the yoga class they were going to have a meditation in the chapel. And then after that they were going to have a service. So I stayed for everything, and I got to um, witness uh, the speaker and the founder of the center, uh, Michael. Excellent. Um, yes, yes. I mean, he was, like, phenomenal. I think, you know, the last time, I, the first and last time I ever saw him was on Oprah's show when he was part of a panel of people talking about the whole book, uh, The Secret Phenomenon. And, you know, and that yeah. was basically it. But he did, a, he did a, pardon me? Is that the brother with the locks? Yes, he has the locks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's the founder or co-founder of this cultural center out here in California. And he did a presentation that I'm telling you, oh, my goodness. I mean, you know, you just don't have any idea what you're going to experience when you're, like, on this path seeking truth and love and compassion and you're you're working your your charge is like disseminating knowledge and truth and light, you know, for the people. You just never know where you're gonna wind up where wind up where somebody is doing that for you. Mhm. Oh my God, it was so awesome. You know, it was my spring gift. I'm telling you, it was a spring gift that no one could have ever told me that I was gonna receive like that. I mean, my heart, my heart chakra, when I walked out of there, my heart chakra was vibrating at such an intensity that I'm still, like, high today off of that experience. So I'm just calling to tell everybody that, you know, life is beautiful, and um, I'm not sure what everybody was talking about before I got on, um, and I'm not, I know, um, I think you have, you have something that you're doing tomorrow, uh Okay. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, so I'm not going to stay on long, but what I'm going to say is this. No, for no, everybody, you are contributing. Everybody you are to, contributing to what we're doing. This, you can take your time. Oh, okay. I'm just, yes, I'm just, recom- I'm, re- I'm recommending as a mother. I'm recom- I'm recommending as a woman, um, and I'm recommending um, that this spring, since it, we're we're in it now that we all, like, take the time out and really take care of ourselves, love ourselves, um, because in doing that, we're going to be able to um, impregnate all the people around us with that energy and that vibration. So treat yourself good, drink clean, good water, hydrate yourself, you know, get yourself ready for when that weather changes on the east from cold to warm to hot, because it's coming. That's right. So just start the work now, you know, do your green juice, you know, drink your sea moss, you know, work on cleansing your blood of all of the food you've been eating over the winter because a lot of us, tend, we tend to go off 
eating things we normally don't because that winter is so severe on the East Coast. But just gradually make your transition. And I know the majority of this audience that listens to Know the Ledge, y'all already know what to do. So I'm not saying to do anything drastically overnight. I'm saying to gradually get into get into knowing what you're supposed to be doing for yourself. Do your yoga, get up in the morning, do your salats, your prayers, whatever it is you're doing to acknowledge that force that has created us and everything else, um, you know, but be consistent and um, when our, like, annual kind of winter is over, we all gather, which is Memorial Day weekend and at BAM, uh, you know, we're going to be, like, so ahead of the game and, you know, we're going to have a wonderful summer and a wonderful fall and then, um, you know, go into our fall and then our winter solstice. So just start doing the work now. And um, I, I told Paul earlier that my company, Greenleaf Herbal Solutions, we're going to have a special that we're running for everyone so that everyone can work on, you know, cleansing and regenerating the blood and um, yes. rejuvenating the body. It, so this is, this is as, as, we, as we pay attention, there is no doubt that there is a force of regenerating life happening, and that's what spring is. Now, the thing about it is the people here on the West Coast, we're already seeing spring. We're seeing blossoms on the tree. I, I walk around every day. Ahmed can tell you we, there's, there's oranges on the tree. There's lemons on the tree. There's avocados on the tree. I mean, you could just pick, a, pick an orange right off the tree because that's, that's how life is in abundance here. But slowly but surely, you're going to gradually see that on the East Coast. You're going to see the buds starting to bloom on the tree. So that is an indication that there is a regenerating life force happening now. And you can yes. tap into that for your own body. So this is the time to cleanse and to regenerate your blood because if you do not cleanse and regenerate and refresh your blood because your blood is life and life is blood. So I'm just saying work on doing that and um, I'll see you guys. uh, Hopefully it will be before Memorial Day because I just think I said it would be. But it will definitely be the week of BAM Memorial Day if it's not uh, before that time. That's right. And like okay. we said earlier, family, we want you to contact the sales rep, Nakiba, for this monumental sale, okay? This is 50% off of the original price. So what it was originally $50 is now $25, so we could expediently get you towards regenerating your blood so you could get on the fast track, okay, and tune in and tap in and expel yourself of what your blood don't need so it can start flowing like the crystal river, okay? Her number, the number that you have to call to honor this sale, family, is 404-324-6739, okay? And Mama Pill's site, the site that is sponsoring tonight's show is greenleaf-herbs.com, 
but you have to call the number if you want the sale. You could go to the site and pay full price, but if you want the sale, call our sales rep, Nakiba. Okay, and with that, family, definitely want to say thank you. We love you, Mama Pill. Okay. And um, That's right. Yeah, yeah. Michael Beck, well, this is well, truth. We got to well, get thank, him on the program. Yes. Yeah, thank you for that. And remember, it's greenleaf with a dash, urge.com, because there's another there's another herbal company by the name of Greenleaf Herbs. So if you put it in there like that, you're going to get that company and not mine. So it's important to remember the dash or the hyphen, okay? That's right. All right. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Love you, Mom. Love you, Love Ma. you guys. Love you, Ahmed. Yeah, Love do your you thing too. tomorrow. You do your thing tomorrow, Ahmed. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank tell you. Them, tell them, tell them, tell them what they tell them what they need to know. That's right. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Love all, I love all you guys, and I miss you too. But you guys will see me soon. No doubt. All right, peace. Did you rinse that new new tonight before I got on the show? I ain't rinsed it yet. I was waiting for oh, y'all I, to get in the building. But there's nothing else to talk about because we had 11:56. Some of the family that's on the computer will not be joining us for the live stream. But for those that do want to join us for the live stream, you can call three four seven. It ain't gonna yep. go over too much longer. I gotta make a move with wifey. You know what I'm saying? So we're gonna rinse this up. Pick up, pick up, pick up a three four seven nine six six number. That's 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 the that's the young legend, Crown. All right, you want me to open this line after that or before? Yeah, I, I open this line after you rinse that heat. Rinse that right, heat. I don't see his hand up yet. I'm gonna rinse it. It's on the dreams. I'm gonna rinse it right now. You got All the right. boards. We could go overtime after this, but I'm gonna drop off the board. So let me rinse this ting right here. All right. Green. Yes. All right. This is the personification of that hip hop we talking about. All right. So we crystallize it. You know what I'm saying? We did the ritual via Blueprint 322. Now this is our contribution. We got something to say, family. Told him. What you talking about? Shit. <laughs> Came to me in a dream, nigga. Dreams, nigga. Dreams, nigga. <laughs> The devil came to me, told me in a dream, said I was a king, everything he seen, then he spit balls, this is what he said, this is what he saw, this is what he saw, if God really does exist, that nigga probably broke, spent all his bread nigga, trying to get some bread nigga, books of the dead nigga, stalking out in Philly nigga, looking for that chili nigga, crackers wanna drone him. Muslims wanna stone them, yeah. words in the porno I Fuck it, abducted, scientific journals You would never understand, four more grams, nigga Promise to my Grammy, nigga, words to my mammy, nigga I am the king, nigga, call me Keanu Yeah, pipe trinity, nigga, you know me, nigga Every blue moon me, spiral that pussy Running through them red lights, laying on that belly God is a snake, nigga, heroes in the deli Max in the garden, nope Nigga, the Bible is a trust, nigga. I've been told y'all. Niggas wrote the Bible, nigga. Hearing the same words, saying the same words, I submit that these impressions are valid and significant. And I will even say this. Such an impression is a clue that in some past time point, a variable was changed, reprogrammed as it were.
And that's because of this, an alternative world branched off. The next two video of my city. Hop out the Lorians, dressed like 18th century Ecuadorians. This is with historians. We living in the future, you niggas historians. So I pay them niggas no mind. They mad cows. You could tell that they mixed with the bovine. I would say they names. But it's like I'm giving niggas cosigns. So I pay them no mind. Carry on with your frugal lashes. I'm looking at the world through these Google glasses. Rocks like Mount Everest, hopping out Diablos, I'm so devilish, hustle hard, red pill buzzing like the engine on a muscle car, with a pulse full of bees, and a trunk full of trees, so a trunk full of seeds, with King County on the sleeve, car full of G's, 33 degrees, no antifreeze, 10 toes down, no amputees, feeding the people like the cancel news. Master builders, graduates from the class of Master Hilder, Van Sertima and Freeman L. Now we master killers, murderers, of the demon spells. The poacher got social ice. Tell them why you frightened, son. Then the black Illuminati, yep, we the enlightened ones. Bleh, see, I'm just counting that dough. Yeah. The devil came to me, told me in a dream. Said I was a king, everything he seen, then he said ball, this is what he said, this is what he saw, this is what he saw. I told me don't say swag no more, huh? I'm running loopy bags no more. I don't just ride in that, come in that jack no more. Listen, I hot I know of no one who has ever made this claim before. Family, you heard it first. That, that dreams right there. A.A. Rashid, the Red Pillar, and DJ Fresh. DJ Young Fresh, yes. DJ Young Fresh. I told me don't say swag no more. That's right. Don't wear that Louis bag no more. That's right. So what's the three four seven nine six six we going to? That's yeah. It. And that's young that's the young heat rock. Alright, call it from three four seven nine six six. Hello, Woo boy. Welcome to Northern Lights Radio, peace. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Peace to the court. Hello? Yeah. Peace to the caller from the three four seven. That's you? Alright. Call up from the three four seven nine six six pace. Alright, we might have to come back to the young guard. Alright. Alright. Let's go to another caller real quick, then we're gonna come back. Call up from the six five one nine hundred. Call up from the six five one nine hundred. Peace. Welcome to Nola Res Radio. What's good, what's good? Peace to the God, what's good with you? Oh, man, I can't call it, brothers, man. I had a question for y'all, man, on the uh, on the meditation tip, right? Yeah. Number one, man, I want to know where you got that side joint from, man, with that uh, 
that home de da de de do type shit. You okay. know what I'm saying? That you be playing. Yes, you could sir. um you could go into YouTube and put uh-huh. Omni O M N I uh uh-huh. Padme P A D M E H U M and when you Google that it's gonna be the actual one it comes up to like thirty three minutes it's the thirty three minute one is the, the 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 visual that you're gonna see is a bunch of monks with candles lit it's gonna look like an orange screen because they got the orange joints on. It's a 33-minute oh. meditation. You know what I'm saying? So oh. that's the one that you want to get. How many pad me oh. on? Okay, then I was going to ask you, too. Uh, so so when you, man, it's crazy what that meditation do, man. I don't, I don't know if I'm yeah. just tripping or what, man, but that shit. Because I, no. I used to think something was wrong with me, man. Like, I, the shit I wild out about sometimes, like, you know how you do shit? Be like, nigga, you crazy as hell. I used to wild out about some, some shit that was so small. But it's like, man, my whole demeanor now, man, is so peaceful, man. And the only thing different that I've been doing, man, is drinking more water and meditate, man. So it gotta, it, it gotta have something to do with that. You know That's what right. I'm saying? It absolutely do. I think it absolutely it's does. You know what I'm saying? And it's funny that you mentioned that because exactly at eleven eleven, we were still talking past eleven eleven, but my line got cut, like the computer. Man cut my line, it, it told it, my internet dropped. And when I looked at the time, I saw it was 11.11 and I was speaking into the computer like I'm talking to y'all now, but it wasn't registering because my my internet wasn't on. And I was like, oh, let me play the meditation. The, the spirit realm is telling me, you know what I'm saying, get this meditation. So I was pressing it, but it wasn't registering because my internet wasn't on. So by the time that I came back and everything, but you know that I'm saying all that to say that um you know it's it's one of those great divine speaking through signs type of things that eleven eleven is an ingrained part of the program and you know as of lately we haven't been getting into it too much but it's very necessary because as many people like yourself out there that have these testimonials about encountering that meditation and it really changing their whole demeanor and disposition and, and red and KT and a test in 03 when I first introduced them to that meditation, what it did for us. You know what I'm saying? So it's a powerful, powerful mantra, you know? So, 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 so what's the, pro, what, like when you, when you win it, do you want to focus on, on something like some as far as uh, being prosperous in your, in, in, in your realm of thought, or do you kind of want to think about nothing? I've done I've done different things, you know what I'm saying? We we when we started out initially cuz 3 minutes is not enough time to really get into the still thought that's necessary. We used to meditate for 9, 15, 20 minutes, right red, and sometimes like yeah. you couldn't even you couldn't even like really account for the amount of time that would pass cuz you were going to a zone. And that's when you could really zone out. So in 3 minutes we tried to, like, see if we can direct our focus somewhere because we have a multitude of people and concentrated thought on one thing will magnify that particular thing. So we're trying to pretty much use the power of, of quantum physics or, you know, a quantum mind state to, like, really penetrate some things. So that's why we throw things out there and say, all right, well, let's focus on this. As one mind, let's focus on that. The power's in the mind. But when you're doing it on your own, if you can bring your mind to a still point, then it's best quali- it's best it's best recommended 
did you bring your mind to that still point? You know what I'm saying? Right. And then um, once you're at that point, you know, the things that might may go on in that point, I'm not, I can't tell you how it's going to play out. Because sometimes right. I get to the still point, and that's when I reach what I need to reach in terms of I see something I need to see or hear something I need to hear. You right. feel me? Well, sometimes I don't hear nothing, and I come out, like you said, just a little bit more calm. You know, able, right. like my thing would be real slowed down. Not right. like I'm on a serve or nothing, but where the world was all, it was all fast and racy, and I'd be racing in it. Now I could just slow down and back up and see Man. things for what they are, and I'm able That's to move, in, move the pieces a whole lot easier. You know what I'm saying? And just slow or some Tai Chi shit. So, That's a perfect way to break it down. That's exactly how it is to it, like, slow everything down almost to the point, like some type of, man, some type of natural high. You know what I'm talking about? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's all, man. That's all I wanted to say, man. You know, I I tried to, uh, you know, get in last week or week or week before that, one of them weeks, man, but it got swollen up so quick. Yeah, it's crazy. I, I want to holler at Seti when he was on or whatever. You know? Okay. We'll try to get that brother back. You know what I'm saying? You know. Yeah, that's, that's you know, I, I I like his spirit, man. You know what I'm saying? I like what he what he be into and, you know, how the, 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 his delivery. You know what I'm saying? I feel like with his delivery, you know, he can catch, he can catch the ears that, you know, somebody that, that 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 may sound a little more intellectual. Not to say that he don't, but that somebody that sound a little more intellectual probably couldn't reach. That's right. Now, we totally yeah. understand what you mean. Yeah, he, he, he has that. To reach. We always say that that we wish we wish said he was around when we was young because that's the only thing that we would even try to hear because we was we was around when the elders was doing that, but we was little, we couldn't hear it. If we had a yeah. build the bridge, it would have been different. No, so yeah, he was. Uh, it's been a different world today. I kind of, I, I, I kind of want to holler at him. You know what I'm saying? Just on some, you know, because I mean, I, I, I got what he was saying, but I don't know. It's kind of like when he was hollering, he was speaking on Chicago, and it's kind of like the way he was. I don't know, man. I, the way he was saying it, it was kind of sounding like he was saying, like, you know, like kind of like I do what I want to do type shit. Like I, I don't care where I'm at. Or like he was like it sounded like he was saying like he was getting some type of backlash he felt like from the shot where I, I don't know man but but like when he was saying things to the nature of he'll do what he want to do this that and the other you know I I just don't you know I don't want other people to take that the wrong way man but Chicago is a different city man it, yeah. it, 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 it's not like no other and what I mean by that can't nobody come to Chicago and do whatever they want to do. Think about it. Every every major metro city, black city in America, except for Chicago, have some form of crippling blood in it. Except for Chicago, they never ever ever been able to come there. And in that by itself alone, if you think on that, that's how heavy it is. You know what I'm saying? So uh, you no, know, I I do I want to say this. That you know, I understand from from what totally what you're saying. However, we don't want to talk about my brother 
they're not on the show because there's not even the content of that. And we still want to keep in mind that we set the pace for this show to remove anything that be considered. And I'm not considering what you're saying to be volatile, but anything that could be considered volatile and we want to be responsible for it. So if I say something to offend people, I'm totally responsible for it, and I can answer for it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or, or, or not. So like you said, it'd be best for him to speak for himself. And, I, and I'm sure that probably ain't how, how he was meaning it, but that's, you know what I'm saying, that's kind of how, how it was kind of sounding. You know what I'm saying? And I don't, I don't yeah. you know, I well, don't think. What I'm going to do, I'm going to do one better because I just wrote your number down. I'm going to call you and slide you said he number, or I'll patch both of y'all through, and you can speak yeah. to him directly. All right. For sure. For sure. I appreciate you, bro. Yeah, I appreciate that, though. Indeed, bro. Peace. Indeed. All right. I think we got, what, like one or two more callers in the queue, Phil? Yeah. Oh, Red? Okay. Yeah, and I also want to make mention, because we ain't really, like, you know, drill that point home, family. You know what I'm saying? It should be more of a party and a celebration on his Every episode time. tonight, you know what I'm saying? Every, we, we have cracked, we have cracked the million listen mark family. Drop every. That's major. I must say so myself. Yes. So you know, this is major. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? A million people have tuned into this program. It's reached a million ears plus because I know that, uh, you know, when it reaches one person, it's many more ears in the room. You know what I'm saying? And they pass it on to people and they download it and do what they may. But in terms of numbers and statistic-wise, you know what I'm saying, the writing's on the wall. So we do appreciate participated. Of course, we appreciate, you know, our brother A. Rashid, he is, you know, he's, he's the fifth Beatle. You know what I'm saying? So The genesis of this. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, you know. There's my, my thing, though. I think we should get a dollar for every listen. I think that's fair enough. No. That's fair no. enough, isn't it, for the family? Like, if we had a million right now, you know, I, I think every listen. Nah, $7, my nigga. $7. Come on. $7, you know right? $7 per dollar. I need $7 million. You understand? You know, fuck that. It's really, seven hundred million. Yeah. I want to see. Yeah, y'all want to see the world change. You got to shoot to the galaxy and get and Look get that a, donate button. get a planet. From and again, you got to shoot for a galaxy and get a planet. You know what I'm saying? For real. Yeah. Definitely. Or or a star system, real close. Because that that ATL fundraiser is definitely getting put together, and it is on the horizon. And um, now that we crack that million dollar, uh, that million mark, it is uh, it's, it's definitely about to go into full swing, family. Can I can I so, say this? Can I say this once? I'm not never gonna say it again. You heard? Listen, you can. The next, not on the radio. I'm gonna say this. We need KTL on every day, and on and on TV with daily uploads. Huh? Come in, and it's not hard. Indeed. We need artists on it. Everything. It deserves it now. It's time for the upgrade. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And it's in the chart too. You gotta upgrade. 
Uranus is screaming. So now's the time. Let's go to this last caller. All right. And how appropriate. Caller from the 856-449-856 caller. Peace. 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 Peace to God. Peace, God. Peace to you. His brother Hans, what's up with y'all, man? Peace, family. Peace, Sam. What's good? Hey, yo, I had a question for um, all y'all since y'all all y'all all Scorpios, right? Hey, you yeah. Scorpio yes. too, right? Oh yeah, yeah five times. Yeah. What's that? Five times in five oh, different. Okay. I got five planets in Scorpio. I can't help it. Right. So I wanted to ask all y'all, like, what's um. To tap in more to the Scorpio energy, I got I got a little reading back in the day, you know. But uh, what's your intake of uh, going about that? Like to get more, you know, what I mean, more strong with it or whatever. Just more in, in depth with it. Well, I would advise anybody that really want to know about the stars to consult with a master or an expert. And we happen to know a few experts. One expert that I have been um, in close proximity to, which is better than a master. An expert is is better than a master. A master is often drunk. He's drunk in his mastership. Masters die, you know, but experts don't die. You understand? And the dude is an expert on the stars, Brother Ra'aku. And I'm going to tell you what I've learned. I thought I knew a, a lot about my sign, but I didn't really know my close relationship with um, Saturn energy. And in particular, all for all Scorpios with Saturn in Scorpio right now, we are being confronted with a um, a new program where we have to be diligent in our affairs, you know, so mm-hmm. conservative as well because the type of energy that Scorpio um gives off is that it's very um it 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 thrives off of things which dissipate things can dissipate around it and 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 scorpios can can weave through a lot of the uh the mysteries that become apparent to people who are emotionally involved in their you know in their in their sojourn here in matter but scorpios are passionate about change you heard and 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 shifting and things of that nature and of the and have an honor and respect in my in my you know what I feel in my limited knowledge of astrology mm-hmm. I feel that it's um it's something that honors death you heard as a mystery mm-hmm. and not something to be fearful of you heard so it looks like we ratchet you heard it's because we wear. We wear our reality on our sleeve, and it's kind of hard to hide it. But I know Scorpios that are strange, like a few of them I know are very quiet, you know, and and reserved. But the ones who are quiet and reserved are oftentimes the ones that thrive the most. So I noticed that in my Scorpion energy, you know, I like to socially interact with people because of my placement in my house, in my houses, I thrive from social interaction. However, I I receive a different benefit from my overall experience when I pull back from everything. You hear? When I pull back and I turn it to a monk. See, a lot of people, especially women in particular, will never believe that I'm really a monk. You hear? I'm really not as ratchet as they think I am. You hear? I'm very reserved. 
because you know, listen. When I'm full ratchet to the yeah. full, to the fullest, it be helicopters and shit be outside. You heard the police. It's you know all type of wild crazy shit happens. Right, so, right. I'm now receiving the benefit of being reserved in my in my knowledge that I can see you know a, I can see clearly in the even in the cemetery and anywhere you heard wherever you know what I'm saying well, that's what it means to me but it also we are intuitive in the spirit plane and we hear stuff without having to hear it we see it and we and we and we often time a real master Scorpio is one who sees more than what he says he sees. You heard? You see shit, but you reserved in what you see because you already know that everybody is not built for mystery, and mysteries are in secret. You understand? So we tend to test our world with with, with um, confidence, how we, we who, whoever, if a Scorpio ever tell you something, it's because they, they trust you. You heard? For real. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because right. you already know what's going to happen if you if you violate the trust. You know what I'm saying? You already got to tell you. Yeah. And just, yeah, to compound what the brother says, I would say, you know, one of the most important things is that you should consult an expert such as Rod Cool because you yeah. want to find out what you're It's not expensive. The brother is doing yeah. reading that's equivalent of thousands of dollars. You heard? For, for oh, no yeah. doubt. No doubt. Like, understand, family... No. I was on. I was in Beverly Hills on Rodeo Drive. They have right. like main real estate set up for astrologers right there, like right on the fucking right on the Ave. You see, you see what I'm saying? Like it's a major, major, major situation in terms for people to get a handle on their on their energies and know exactly how to move and shift. And this brother will give you a blueprint. Okay, he will give you a blueprint as to what's going to happen in your affairs. Nah, sir, he's a legend. Yeah. He told me. He told me. Ah, yeah. Sir, he told me why. Yeah. He told me why. Ever in New York, I always beat the deuce twice. You heard? Because he mm-hmm. did a chart where he showed me where my planet is and my favorable shit is in places, but my my place for work and. L.A. fell into my chart. That's where I must be diligent. This is where our richness and our riches lie, and I'll be able to impart truths to the universal family from that locale, you heard, because of the way things are divinely patterned. And it, he, it is a specific yeah. type of chart that the brother does, and yeah. I invite everybody in the community yeah. to He did the same for me, and I packed my bags. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I ain't looked back since. So, family, what I would say to you is that you uh-huh. want to know your ascendant because that's key. Right. You're, you're, you're a scorpion in your son, but you got to know what your face is. You got to know what your ascendant are, what your personality is, and how those two mesh and correlate because the merging of those two ultimately is who you are, those twin pillars. You know what I'm saying? You are the, you, you're the person that's in between those two energies and how they interface and interact. Like me, I'm an Aries. This is my time. Today's my birthday. Damn near. You know what I'm saying? So it, 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 it's good to know those particular things about what you are. 
how Scorpio play into those things. Because I could tell you what works for me as a Scorpio, but that's not necessarily going to work for you because of your ascendant. Your ascendant makes you unique, and it, it, it determines that's how you will yield your Scorpion powers. You know what I'm saying? When you should show your hand and when you shouldn't. When you should put your mask on and when you shouldn't. All of these things are key. You know what I'm saying? Because you don't want to go out there with the wrong information and, um, you know, have your stinger hanging out there. You don't want that. Okay. No, no, this is, the scorpion energy is volatile energy. And like the brother said, especially now, not only because of but the Saturn situation.
he came in the game and he cleaned up a lot of the shoddy astrologers work. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people had people running around with false information telling people their ascendant is this and their birth time was that. Just some real shoddy work. He cleaned a lot of mess up and he don't get credit for that either. Correct. But I definitely want to give the brother a shout out because, you know, I meet people and I run into people and people give me calls and testimonials to have heard him on the show and went and got his services and, you know, it's been life-altering. They've been able to make major power moves or just reassess certain things they've been doing in their life or really appreciate their wiz even more because they understand them better. So I definitely want to get our brother a shout-out. The callers, uh, the last caller's call just dropped, so we don't have no more hands in the queue. You know what I'm saying? I know that you got to get ready for your monumental offering tomorrow. This is a, it's a new year. It's a new day. It's a new phase for you moving into... You know what I'm saying? A new a new way to disseminate your information to the world. So as we sit here and we talk about Blueprint 322, you know what I'm saying? That was a major milestone in, in all of our careers. It was a, uh, you know, one of those pinnacle points, but it has leapfrogged you to this point. We're here, you know what I mean? Tomorrow you'll be venturing into a whole new, uh, you know what I'm saying, a whole new realm of... Uh, of, of thought and teaching. So, yeah. and, 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 and I just want to tell a family, I should have said it earlier, but um, around six o'clock, you know, we have food catered that's going to be available for family that comes. Um, we're going to have um, refreshments and we're also going to have the, um, Myself doing something that I haven't done in quite some time, and that's really demonstrate the um, the level of scholarship from a teaching perspective regarding um, the wisdom teachings of symbol literacy, you know, and we're going to explore it <clears throat> as students do, you know. And I, I got confirmation today from my brother uh, Rich from downtown. Brother Rich, shout out to to uh, out Brother to Rich. Rich. You know what I'm saying? Underground Railroad. Underground Railroad. Shout out to Brother Amun as well from Mind Over Matter 2012. He's a legend sure. as well and a certified brother, comrade. You know what I mean? And let me tell you something, bro. We are uh-huh. we 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 are um in our in our right mind. The brothers told me, listen, you you need to go back to the chalkboard and show them because these are the brothers who disseminate the DVDs. So they, they get to talk to the best and the brightest of the people who really support the Yeah, world. they get to speak to the students. Yeah. And, and, and whenever, a DVD, whenever a DVD vendor tells you something, you never take it personal. You always walk with it and improve your model. You hear? So when I always listen and I keep my relationships, I never have dysfunctional relationships with DVD vendors. You hear? They all cool with me. Even the awful ones that don't give me nothing, I'm still nice to them because I know that these people give you a demographic test, you hear, as to how far your message can go. And this is for all people who want to help more than hurt. Communicate effectively with them because they told me the truth, you know, the slides and all of that is cool, he said, but the people's getting tired of that. They need a new cinematic experience, you heard? And 
I'm, we're getting some awesome reviews from the Write Your Own Bible. You know, it's it's a masterpiece. You know, and it 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 you offers. Already know. It, yeah, and Blue, you got an opportunity as well as myself when we were in Los Angeles with our brother Ross Bob and uh, his wife yes. who were to us there and allowed us to watch it on their huge screen in the store. And let me yes. tell you something, Red and the listeners, it looks crazy on the big screen. You understand? And of course, this is the first offering of this type. But it's going to set a precedent that it's only going to get better from here. And anybody that knows what we've been doing on the media side, as far as putting up um, YouTube's and our images and giving a visual to the lifestyle, you're going to love what comes next because we we're going straight films. You know what I'm saying? You know, not reality TV. We go on films and documentaries, and we're going to tell our story in this medium, you know, and it's not going to be offensive. We're going to tell a universal story because the we made the world so we could last forever, you know? So yeah. we're going to speak about it. We're going to speak about it. The only thing that separates the middle of a circle is, is an infinite line called love. They call it 314 when it gets get to the Bible, it's called Shaddai. In the Bible, as a prophet, it's called Solomon. It's different things, but the, the, the space between the center and the outskirts is, a, is, where the, is where God exists. Please be there tomorrow. The word will be powerful. We're going to have a last poet. This is history. Okay? This is history. You understand? And we're also going to have a initiated priest uh, born into the tradition of Yoruba who was also um, from the African American experience and can articulate and be a bridge for us to the mind and psychology of the Congo. Yeah, our brother Oba who we trust because yeah, we know his experience we know him. He's not coming to start no strife and create division amongst his people. You know what I'm saying? Riding with him, and yeah, and we did out to my old Earth who put this together. But I'm tired, and I got to lay down. I've been studying all day, recapping one cat. You know what I'm saying? I see y'all tomorrow, inshallah. Doubt. We're gonna end the what note on this right here, huh? What time I supposed to be there, AA? Yo, you know we always get there early, so. See if you could be there at least an hour early, you know, so we can be all prep. We, 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 this is a, this is a very, um, you know, it's it's going to be informal, but it's a new space for us. So we want it to be nice and set up before our family arrives. You feel me? Well, come early, you know, so we don't look ratchet coming in while people is in the science and we setting up. You know what I'm saying? Because it's exclusive. Yeah. Really ain't nobody setting up. We don't need no vendors. You know what I'm saying? Because what we're doing is just making history. So you coming. So come early. You feel me? For yeah. real. Let me leave the family with this. So you could do yet there. Mm-hmm. Niggas are scared of revolution. But niggas shouldn't be scared of revolution. All niggas. 
Because evolution is nothing but change And all niggas do is change Niggas come in for murder And change into pimping clothes The industry can make some quick change Niggas change their hair from black to red to blind And hope black hair and lips will change Niggas kill other niggas Just because one didn't receive the correct change Niggas change from men to women From women to men Niggas change, change, change You hear niggas say Things are changing Things are changing Black nigga things, black nigga things that go through all kinds of changes. The change in the day that makes you mad and made black power, black power, and the change that comes over them at night as they sigh and moan. Lifestyle, woo, lifestyle. Niggas always going through.